Jack, this is a game that has a lot of implications, and I mean, let's let's turn to the keys of the game. Let's Absolutely, you know, Josh. I think the big thing we you know, we mentioned the third down stuff. You know, we mentioned how Bloomsburg twelfth in the conference in defensive third down ratings, uh, but could sound as third and third down conversion percentage on the off offensive side of the ball. So that's certainly a key to the game here. Uh, you got to be able to run the ball efficiently as well. If you're Kutztown, that's what this offense does. They're a run-first team. Darrell Davis with Neil Ford from 67 yards in the year, seven touchdowns, averages 93 yards a game. Run the ball well, convert third down. That's going to bode well for you in terms of winning this game, Josh. Uh, but no, we got to take a look around the conference. There's some incredible games in the PSAC today. East Stroudsburg travels to take on Millersville. Lockhaven goes down to Shepherdstown to take on Shepherd. Good luck, Lockhaven, I guess. Absolutely. IUP takes on Cal U. Shippensburg goes down to take on Westchester and some more Western matchups with Gannon in Edinburgh. Clarion, Seton Hill, and Mercyhurst take on the powerhouse in the PSAC West, and that is Slippery Rock. We will keep you updated with scores around the PSAC as the day goes on. But as for this one, Josh, as for this one, yeah, you know, we mentioned some of the keys already, and it's going to be big to see how this Kutztown team uh, responds with that big win uh, at East Stroudsburg, like we already mentioned. The strength of this Bloomsburg offense is their rushing attack. The strength of this Kutztown defense is their rush defense. So let's see if Bloomsburg tries to maybe air it out a little more. They're not a team that is, you know, a threat through the year necessarily, as we mentioned, they're you know third last in the conference in passing yards per game. Uh, KJ Riley has the ability, but they just haven't done it so far this year. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Bloomsburg could sound on the coin toss deferred, so Bloomsburg will receive first. As Nathan Millard and this kicking team will take the field, as you're just moments away from getting underway at Andre Reed Stadium. And. Another interesting point we should make, Jack, I, I don't know about you, but I really hope to God that they get that scoreboard working because this is going to make our job about like 10 times harder. Um, Absolutely, as Millard's kick is away, taken back at the four-yard line, it's muffed by Bloomsburg, still can't get control of it, and they'll finally just get it out across the 10 to the 11-yard line. That was Kayla Monaco who had trouble reeling in that kickoff. And that sets up Bloomsburg for some poor starting field position. And that's a gift Kutztown will gladly take to start this game. Yeah, um, I, I mean, we talked about the Monaco brothers in the pregame show, how they were big forces to look out for and just an early mistake. And now it's important to see how Kutztown can capitalize from this mistake. You know, it's all about capitalizing. And this is a big opportunity here. If you can push Bloomsburg back within, you know, maybe their one-yard line, maybe get a little safety going. I don't know. Possibly first and ten. Handoff. Going Monaco's way. Bounces it to the left out across the 15. Trying to take it towards the sideline. And it'll get finally knocked out of bounds at around the 18-yard line. So a gain of seven on first down for Bloomsburg. That's a solid start going to the left side with Monaco. Their sophomore running back. We mentioned him in the pregame. Team's leading rusher. And he seems to have that burst here early on today, Josh. Yeah, my, yeah, kill Monaco. He really showed us what he could do. Now it's up to how... The corners could crash inside, make them, you know, contain the inside and just make them run right up the middle. Absolutely, Riley in the gun. Monaco to his left. Takes a snap, another handoff. That'll be good, no gain. He's actually going to lose a couple yards. And that's another big important piece. We talked about Imani Justice, how he would have to have a big breakout game, and he's stepping up early. Just a nice tackle right up the middle. 
Absolutely. Well, we mentioned KJ Riley in the premium. It's actually not Riley a quarterback. It is the junior, David Lepo-Devin, the 6'4 junior from Middlesex, New Jersey. He's gotten some action four games this year, but he is at quarterback to start. And he fakes the handoff, keeps it, and he is dropped. Man, what a play. What Kyle a... Sapp was the guy to get up, flex it from that play. So a good job by this KU defense on third and six. Now could and it's going to be a three and out, and the punting unit is on the field as they're going to take this punt from their own end zone. Now Kutztown has really good field advantage. That deep for the Golden Bears is number three, Anton Lloyd. So what's important to me is that he's right around the right around the 45-yard line. So that's taken in at the 44 by Lloyd, and that's fantastic. Market at the 43, actually. Fantastic starting field position for KU, like you mentioned, Josh. But... You know, it's interesting to see, can Kutztown take advantage of this short field in the early going? Yeah, this is, this is going to be really important um, to see what what Kutztown can do here um, on the good starting field position. But, you know, it's it's really important to see. Um, how, how can Kutztown respond? Can Donnie Blaine find Daryl Davis McNeil? Can they burst open a hole easily, put six? On the, on the board. So that first drive took a minute and 51 seconds. Daryl Davis McNeil motions out wide. Blaine takes a snap. Underneath screen to Daryl Davis McNeil across the 40. And finally wrapped up. They'll mark him at the 34 yard line. So a solid gain of nine on first down. Nice play. Nice play to the outside. Just a, a nice lateral pass to Daryl Davis McNeil. And that's something that he's not really known for, I don't think, Jack. We haven't seen him take much lateral passes, but now at this point, you know, second and one situation that I think it's just a nice handoff up the middle. That's exactly what they do. Daryl Davis McNeil is going to get the first down about three yards to the 31, and that'll set chains forward for a new set of downs. Yeah, nice. nice. Now, Daryl Davis McNeil is just, you know, he's, he's putting most of the workload on him. The first pass was a lateral pass to him. Now it's just coming to... to a situation where handing off right up the middle, so I'm wondering if Daryl Davis McNeil is going to be their main man today, and it's really looking like it early on. Interesting note here, Jake Novak coming off the field, holding his hand, taking out his helmet off on the sideline as he looks a little shaken up. It's interesting to notice this game goes on. Two yep. wide receivers. Daryl Davis McNeil in the backfield, cap one-on-one -on, -one on the near side. They're going to go handoff McNeil. He's got a big hole out across the 25, wrapped up at the 21. Great job of the right side of the offensive line to get a big hole for Daryl Davis to be able to run through. Nice play by Daryl Davis McNeil. Just a great job to find that wide open hole on the right side. Just took a cut outside. And that's something that you want to see early on. But it's looking like Jake Novak just has maybe just a, a small muscle spasm. So hopefully he can get back in there. But if they were to lose Jake Novak, man, that would be a big big hurt to their passing game I would think Jack. Absolutely it was a 10 yard run for McNeil they're gonna give it right back to him but that was blown up in the backfield by big number 95 for Bloomsburg that's Kenny Yurkonis the redshirt junior from Minersville Pennsylvania a Minersville area product. Yeah and I remember Kenny Yurkonis in high school going to a, a, a local high school around him. And Kenny Yurkonis was, was the real deal in high school, and he's proven himself in college uh, why he can be 
uh, you know, someone that could suddenly to look out for. Absolutely, just came in free right away. Daryl Davis, you know, tried to put on a spin move to get away, but to no avail. So a couple yards lost there, three. They'll be second and 13 from the Bloomsburg 24-yard line. Let's cut down behind the chains. Blaine had a tough time reeling in that snap. Surveying the left, throws back across the middle. That's Novak inside the 15, moving his way inside the 10, down at the 9-yard line, and that's going to be another first down for KU as they're in the red zone. We mentioned in the pregame, Bloomsburg red zone defense is stout. They're fifth in the conference of red zone defense. Now it's time to see if the red zone defense you know, can bend or break. So Mackenzie and Novak coming up the field and that left hand of Novak continues to bother him, it looks like. So trying to tough it out, but you can see he's just letting it dangle as he's walking away. Yeah, it's, he's looking like he's in a lot of pain uh, right now. So going to motion what? Blaine out left. Daryl Davis McNeil getting on the Wildcat high snap, but there's a pre-snap. So the Bloomsburg will call a timeout. No pre-snap penalty. That's their first charge timeout of the half. They're down to two. But for Josh, Josh, on this first drive for KU, it's been so far so good. A lot of that's come on the ground. But he did a nice job getting Novak open across the middle of the field with that nice slam route to get down to the nine-yard line. And it's been a solid first drive for KU. If they could punch it in here, that would be a big momentum statement to start this game. Yeah, they need to punch it in. Um, let's, it's important to see if Bloomsburg's red zone defense either bends or breaks. Um, it's, it's really going to see how important it is, I think. Um, and, you know, it's it's important to see if Donnie Blaine can step up here. Maybe just Daryl Davis McNeil simple handoff right up the middle, out to the outside. That'll be really important to see how quick, you know, that that works. Absolutely. You know, it's, I think it's a good thing Boozer called that time out there because that play could have been a disaster. Daryl Davis McNeil did a really nice job reeling in that high snap on that Wildcat formation. Yeah, I would, that was never a play that we've seen before. I don't think Jack. I've, I've, I don't think I've, I've never seen that before. But not a lot of wildcat run by this Golden Bears offense so far this year. Blaine back in the gun. McNeil motions from Blaine's left to now Blaine's right. Takes the snap handoff, punching his way forward down to about the five yard line. A gain of four on first and goal. And Kutztown's offensive line has done a great job controlling the line of scrimmage here early on in this game. The ability to run the ball so far down Bloomsburg's throats. And it's been a solid start for Daryl Davis McNeil in this rushing attack. Yeah, Daryl Davis McNeil has just been carrying most of the workload here. And now it's important to see, you know, how can he finish this drive? You know, he's put the team on his back right here, and I'm expecting him to just take, take the score here. He deserves it. Second and goal from the five. Cap motions towards the line of scrimmage. Blaine takes the high snap handoff to Daryl Davis McNeil. Fighting his way. They'll rule him down at the one-yard line. A gain of four. Yeah, not the most. That was a, that was a good running play. Um, I, I, I don't know about the spot, though. I think he might have been in. I think Kutztown's sideline was looking for that. But now it's just Daryl Davis McNeil, one more run up the middle. Absolutely. You've been able to control the line of scrimmage, give it back to him one more time. That's exactly what they do. And he's in for the score. Daryl Davis McNeil from one yard out. A touchdown for the Golden Bears, and they strike first. 
Yeah. They take advantage of the short field. Eight plays, 43 yards, and they now lead six to nothing. And Austin Evans trying the extra point attempt. And I think that's something that could sound really neat to score in their first drive. We talked about how Bloomsburg's red zone defense is fifth in the in the fifth in the um, league, but you know it was important to see if they would either bend or break. Absolutely, and Kutztown did a great job controlling it. Extra point is good, seven nothing KU. Now it's a, I'm trying to figure out how much time we have left because how much time we have left here. So 10 10 is what I got left to go in quarter number one, seven nothing KU. Just the start the Golden Bears were looking for. Force a three and out, get short field, and punch it into the end zone with a lot of lot of runs for Daryl Davis McNeil. And that's really the offensive identity for KU. But my next question is, there was a lot of running plays on that. It was just the screen pass, you know, lateral to Daryl Davis McNeil. But the problem I have is, do you think, you know, Donnie Blaine is going to find Jerome Cab, Alex McKenzie, obviously Jake Novak. We hope the best for him, but it's not looking positive for him. He's right now on the trainer's table. So, number two, Chris Monaco. Number five, Caleb Monaco. The defense is So, Caleb Monaco is back at the goal line, getting ready to return. He had some troubles. Handling the opening kickoff as Millard boots it away. It's a shorter kick. Take it around the 13-yard line. Monaco out across the 25-30. 35 wrapped up at about the 37. And a solid return for Bloomsburg. And, it just, and this just goes back to our point in the pregame show that uh, Kutztown's defense when it comes to kickoffs is, is not lighting up the world um this is something that you know it's it could be a struggle later on in this game but you know now it's just you have to turn it over to the defense a great first drive out three and out now it's important to see can Kutztown make another three and out and score once again well correction they got out to actually the 41 yard line so an even better return for the huskies and that gives them fantastic starting field position now having to go only 59 yards to get this thing in the end zone high snap handoff to monaco left side cuts It'll be taken down at about the 44-yard line for a gain of three. Sets up second and seven. So a heavy oh, dose of the run game early for the Huskies. Oh, Have yet to see quarterback Lepo Devin air things out. Now I'm curious to see when they're going to stop handing off the ball to Kale Monaco. It hasn't worked for the past four plays now with a three and out including this last play so I'm expecting him to it out at this point and that's what he's going to do first has attempt down the field that's going to be caught a big game through the air that's number 15 Owen Anderson the sophomore from Kogan Station Pennsylvania with a huge play through the air for Bloomsburg so a 30-yard gain down to the Golden Bear 25-yard line. Now this is where Kutztown's red zone defense, it's not in the red zone yet, but Kutztown's defense later, like in their own territory, needs to make a stop here. So Lily Lepo-Devin throws a wide receiver screen. That was behind his receiver. Shifty movements, but to no avail there by 
by Jerry Griffin Batchelor. Try to get him out in space and make a play, but a bad throw behind him. Forced to be even farther back, and a good job by a couple of Golden Bears defensive backs to get there and bring him down for a loss. Yeah, nice play. That was a loss of about six on the play, and just a great job by Good Sons pass coverage defense to find to find him quickly and just bring him down. So now Bloomsburg behind the chains. But Evan takes a snap. Looking deep down the sideline for Anderson again in the end zone. Fighting for the ball, but it's incomplete. And that'll set up a third and 16. 50-50 ball, but swatted away from Anderson. Nice pass coverage. It looked like Antoine Lloyd on the pass coverage. And mind you, too, he was the guy who made that big stop in last week's PSU game. He's just somebody that they're looking to on the pass coverage every week, and he is coming up big. Absolutely, Lloyd, one of the most experienced defensive backs in the secondary, and he's made a lot of big plays for Kutztown in his career, You know, especially dating back to last year. He was one of the most relied upon guys in the secondary, and he's doing it yet again so far this year. So an interesting switch up a lot. We saw a heavy dose of Monaco early, but now we've seen Leipold Evans take some shots down the field. Third and 16, takes the snap, looking to the left, fires, and that's out of bounds, incomplete. So sets a fourth and 16 for Bloomsburg from the 31-yard line. Now here's my question. We saw him warm up that their field goal game is not superb. So I'm just wondering, was that basically a fourth down situation? But would you punt? Because what it would go straight into the end zone. I'm, I'm, I'm it looks like they're going to go for the punt, but do they want to get it out of bounds or just straight end zone? Absolutely. I think Kevin Kerrigan is the punter now on the field. He's going to just try to pooch punt this thing. High in the air, end over end, inside the five. Knocked out. Did they keep that out of the end zone? No, they're going to say that went in. It's going to be a touchback. So unable to keep that out of the end zone. That'll set KU up at their own 20-yard line. It's a little too much on that for Kevin Carrigan. Had some technical difficulties earlier, but we're going to try sideline reporter Mitch Smedley. Mitch, Mitch, what do you got for us? Hey, Jack, we got it working now, I think. And uh, what an electric start for this Golden Bears team. I talked about it in the opener that actually, you know, didn't go through technical glitches are so fun. But this, I, I'm looking for our offense to really put up a lot of points today. The fans have all, all the talk the last two weeks has been about the Shepherd loss. It was so disappointing. We wanted that revenge. We came so close. And I think this Golden Bears team senses that and is ready to put up some uh, hurting against this crew here uh, for these home fans. Uh, first time being back in those two weeks. So really look for what we see in this first quarter to continue. Some solid defense and uh, really drive it down the field. Absolutely. Thank you, Mitch, for that quick word. Kutztown starts the drive with a long run by Jordan Davis out to the 34-yard line for a gain of 14, and that sets up a new set of downs, Josh. Yeah, and a nice play by Jordan Davis to find that outside, just a wide-open hole. Looking to Ravenel underneath, couldn't reel it in. And complete sets down, sets up second and 10. Just appeared. Blaine rushed that pass, Josh. Just had Revenel underneath open and just put it a little too high for him. Yeah, I, I think on you know if he had that same opportunity again, just take your time. He had all the time in the world. Just, just, just take your time, and you know it. It, it just gets as simple as that. Absolutely, I'll set up second down and ten. 
Donnie Blaine takes the pass. He's looking near side for looks like Alex McKenzie. McKenzie. Yeah, incomplete. So now third and ten for KU. Number twenty-two, Ryan So now Kutzak really needs to uh, needs to get something going here. And you know, Alex McKenzie, he's been a great wide receiver all year. You know, he's he's. He was the big part of the reason why they won last week's game. It just, you know, Donnie Blaine, I think, you know, just needs to take his time a little bit more. You know, this is something that, you know, he's he's rushing passes and he has all the time in the world. But three receivers near side, one far side. Jordan Davis in the backfield. Donnie Blaine takes a snap, looking for a pass. He's looking for Jerome Cap. It's completed about the 40-yard line short of the fourth down, though, Jack. Yeah, just couldn't get there, man. He had Cap. He goes to his main man. Uh, just, you know, now the punt team's coming onto the field. But, yeah, we saw a lot of Jordan Davis on that second drive. Uh, I didn't see him any on that first drive, but a lot of Jordan Davis. So, now both of them have gotten work this year. Just haven't, uh, just didn't get Daryl Davis with you on that drive. We're going to get a quick word from our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, what do you got for us as the Golden Bears get set to punt it away? Uh, we talked about it also, the weather conditions that you're seeing. Oh. As Bloomsburg muffed the punt there, they do yeah. recover. Uh, yeah, some sloppy play here. That's two muffed punts already. Uh, it, it could be the start to this chilly uh, this chilly October that I was just about to talk about. Uh, it's, it's warming up a little bit. We're heading up to the 50s, up towards 60 degrees as, as the game progresses. But there is a little bit of a breeze. Uh, could affect some of those uh, in, in slight gusts here uh, as, the, as the afternoon wears on. Back up to you guys. Absolutely. Thank you for the quick update, Mitch. As, again... Bloomsburg has had their problems reeling in these kicks, and they've Monaco had a tough problem reeling in that opening kickoff there and a muff punt for Bloomsburg. They're lucky to get back on that one. Sets up first and 10. Handoff Monaco outside. Cuts back, gets to about the 39-yard line. So gain a four on first down for Bloomsburg. As we near the five-minute mark of this opening quarter. 7-0 Kutztown if you're just joining us on this sunny afternoon at Andre Reed Stadium. Low to mid-50s for the temperature. It doesn't feel like that up here, Jack. I'll tell you that. It, it, feels, like, it feels like Florida right now. It does. It is not a lot of circulation up in these press boxes, but deal with the conditions nonetheless. Handoff up the middle. It's Monaco out across the 40 to the 42. They're actually spotted at the 41. So now here comes a big third down situation. You, you, need, you need about three to convert. So would they hand it off to Kale Monaco again? Or are they going to look just for a nice, easy pass place, quick slant route? Interesting to see. Third and four. Can Kutztown get another three and out? Takes a snap, looking left side, fires just out of the reach of Nas Jones, the sophomore halfback from Williamsport. Fourth and four in the punting unit will be back on in the field. It's already the third punt of the game for Kevin Carrigan for Bloomsburg. And thank God he dropped that because Cody Schur and Tyler Wary had a lot of confusion on that far side, you know, almost colliding with each other, but, you know, it's it's... Either way, it's a three and out, and that's a great stop by the Kutztown defense. And Bloomsburg tried to run a little bit of a rub route there. Defense would argue that's offensive pass interference, but 
Kerrigan's low spinning punt takes it a high bounce. Fielded by Lloyd inside the 15. It'll get out to about the 18 yard line. John Ayers on the tackle. Actually, mark it at the 17, and that's where Donnie Blaine in this offense will set up shot for its third drive of the game. Yeah, and I, I mean, John Ayers, you know, he's I, just a personal note as well. John Ayers, just a player, you know, that's been playing at Bloomsburg for how many years now at least four and he's he's been somebody that's a multi-purpose player and he, you know whenever they need a big play on special teams specifically they go to Johnny Ayers absolutely now we see Daryl Davis McNeil back in this backfield two wide receivers to the left motioning out McNeil to the left they're going to swing it to him in space now out across the 20 knocked out of bounds around the 22-yard line. And here's an interesting note, Jack. Jake Novak just did take off his shoulder pads, so I I, I don't know. I think I think that might be the last of Jake Novak that we see today. But that is a big loss for the Golden Bears passing game. And that means you're going to see a lot of the... You're going to see a lot of Caden Hasty now. He's at the slot receiver on the right side, too. Running backs to the back, but they're going to hand it off to Davis and a great job. Check, check. There by Don Pauly. Don Dom Daly, the freshman from Pennsylvania. There is whistle now. Thought there would be a penalty marker, but as the helmet came off of Adam Burkhart, the linebacker, as there was a little scuff left in the play, but no penalty markers fly. Third and 11 for KU. Great job by Don Daly to bring down Davis behind the line of scrimmage. Third and long for KU. It's their third in the conference, third down conversion percentage on the season. And they have converted some third and longs through the air with Blaine to cap. That's who I'm looking for here. Daryl Davis McNeil to Blaine's left. Four wide receivers. Blaine takes the snap. Going across the middle. He's got McNeil out across the 25. Tiptoes out across the 30. They'll mark him out at the 31 yard line. That's good enough for a first down, too. Great job by Daryl Davis McNeil. Just a, just a nice, nice reception and a great job to beat up the cold defenders. He knew he needed the first, and that's something that, you know, all season he's been a player that they've been looking to a lot for the first downs, and he's very reliable. Absolutely. You know, Donnie Blaine fired that thing in there. Now, new set of downs for KU. Here, Daryl Davis McNeil's reception. Got it. They're going to go right back to him this time on the ground out the 34 yard line. Brought down by number 26. So, a gain of three. Gain of the 34, second and seven. So, now I, I think this would be a nice time to air it out to Jerome Cap. It's looking like he's not in the game right now as we speak. So I, I think this would be a time to just air it out, see what happens, you know. It's worth a shot at least. Absolutely, see Smith lined up in the slot. You got Hasty moving in further. They're gonna go to a handoff to Jordan Davis. He's got room to run, 40, 45, 50. And across the Bloomsburg, 45. 
And they'll mark him down at the Husky 44. A huge hole to run for Jordan Davis. And a big gain on the ground for KU. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Chris Monaco, he would have been gone. Thank God Chris Monaco was in the vicinity. He was able to tackle him. But still, nonetheless, a great run by Jordan Davis. You know, he's been... The combination between Jordan Davis, Daryl Davis, McNeil this whole season has been very impressive. And Jordan Davis is just carrying the workload here. Absolutely a big run, and he's got a great burst. If he gets an open field, he is very tough to bring down. Handoff again. Davis one more time. Tripped up near the Huskies' 40-yard line. So it was a 22-yard rush for Davis there. And that is going to take us to the end of quarter number one. Kutztown leads 7-0. We are going to get a quick word as we are trying to figure out our technical situation still with our phone system and getting in line with our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. We are going to send it down there. Mitch, you have a quick word for us. Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Hi, this is Officer Bob Bickham from the Reading Police Department. My department will be joining... Welcome back to Golden Bear Football right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. Hey, you are 60 to 70 a.m. at the end of the first quarter, 7-0 game. We're still trying to work out our technical difficulties here, but we appreciate your patience as we try to get this figured out here. But Kutztown does have good starting field position to start this second quarter, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 7 nothing now, and we're still trying to work out. Donnie Blaine takes the snap looking for a pass. He's going to look down. Deep shot. It's Cap, and it's a touchdown. Jerome Cap cuts town, strikes again. We said it in the pregame. Big plays through the air from Blaine and Cap, and they did just that. What a way to start the second quarter. Wow. Woo. Hit and early. Hit and early, ladies and gentlemen. That is quick. Nice job by Donnie Blaine to find Cap over the middle. A quick slant route. And that's something that has been very useful for him, Jack. Absolutely. Just what the doctor ordered. Blaine with a beautiful deep ball. And that deep post from Cap got him inside the five all alone. Extra point from Evans is good. That'll make it 14-0 KU. Not. Nice job. Just by the Kutztown offense, you know, to strike once again. You know, up by two scores, that gives you a little more wiggle room, I think. And I think that's something, you know, that Kutztown really needs to get going here. Absolutely. You know, you love to see those deep shots down the field. You saw a lot of the run with Jordan Davis. 
uh, before you set up the deep ball, and that's exactly what you're looking for is the offense there. Run, 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 deep shot. Well, we are now going to try to send it down to our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, what have you got for us? Jack and Josh, I love being right. Uh, we're seeing a lot more of the same. Some solid defense and and now the big play uh, offense capabilities and, and KU is really in control. I will I will say things like our sideline here. The players are a little more subdued than weeks past. There's not quite the same level of energy that there was with the Shepherd game. But the coaches have been yelling their throats out uh, early in this game, getting guys in position, uh, making sure guys understand what the play call is from the sideline. It seems like they're having to do a lot more of that today. Uh, could be could be some uh, less prepared Golden Bears, but the results do not indicate that. Thus far. Back up to you guys. Well, thank you for the update, Mitch. That after that kickoff return, there was a scrum between both sides, and they're going to call a personal foul on Bloomsburg as there was some pushing and shoving. Cuts down to the Great job there of just drawing the penalty, forcing Blues to undisciplined play, and that'll set them back here early in quarter number two. Put them down at the 11-yard line. So this is their second time starting a drive inside their own 15. Not what you're looking for here if you're the Huskies. Yeah, no, that's something you really don't need. You're down by two touchdowns. You can't afford types of penalties like that. Now you're starting back at your own 15. First play here, out to about the 14-yard line as, as that pass was complete to Nas Jones, the running back. We're going to run you through some first-quarter stats, though, for KU Donnie Blaine, 50 yards through the air. And you had Jordan Davis at 33 yards on the ground. Daryl Davis-McNeil added 22 and a score. Leading receiver is also Daryl Davis-McNeil with 29 yards and a long of 14 yards through the air. Jake Novak also added a 15-yard reception. And Jerome Cap had a six-yard grab. Quarterback tries to roll out and run, but not much going there for Laypoint Devin. Brought down. Amani's justice. Great job to find him. Just a great job to break through the line. There was a small holding on the left side, but that still didn't matter. Amani justice breaking through, big tackle. That's something he's been known to do, and he's doing it again today, Jack. Absolutely, and in that first quarter, Kutztown had six first downs to Bloomsburg's one. Total offensive plays 18 to 11, 105 yards for KU, 33 for Bloomsburg. So then this will now set up third down and 11 after the six yard sack by Imani Justice. We mentioned getting to the pass, so they did it on that last play. Third and 11 for Bloomsburg. Do you see KU bring the heat? Wary coming off the edge. Pressure. And that's going to be caught by Matthew Bowes. That's still going to be a fourth down, though. A great job by Kutztown's defense. 
another three and out. Another one. Another one. That's, you know, that's something we talked about. They would need to make some big stops here, and they're doing it. Absolutely. So, fourth punt already in this first half by Kevin Carrigan. The freshman from Warrington, Pennsylvania, the Central Buck South product. That one is booted away. Antoine Loy going to call for the fair catch. Ooh. And had a we had a tough hard, time reeling that one in a bobble. We had a hard, market at KU's own 48-yard line. We had a heart attack up here, Jack. But let's try to send it down to our sideline reporter, Mr. Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, we haven't been able to talk to you much today about these, you know, with these technical difficulties. But there's only so much we. seems overwhelming. If the prescribed dose of your prescription pain medication doesn't bring relief, check with your doctor. Pain relievers are safe and effective when used correctly. If misused, you could become addicted or experience other problems. Take your prescription as directed, and if you need more information about addictions, call 1-800-662-HELP. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Jack, you know, this is this is a situation, you know. Kutztown really needs to get back on the driver's seat, like Mitch said, you know. Yeah, Kutztown can't give up any momentum here, you know. It, it, it's just as simple as that. Yeah, that first play was completed to Ravenel out across midfield for a four-yard gain to the Bloomsburg 48-yard line. Sets up second and six. Trips to the left side of the formation. Blaine fakes the handoff and had Ravenel open on that wide receiver screen, but fired it too far out of reach. Now third down for KU. Yeah, just a good start to the drive here, but not the, not the, you know, just a rookie mistake again. And now it's important to see can Kutztown make a big play here, get that first down, get a drive going, you know, maybe put another score up on the board. And remember too, for the second half, they do receive the opening kickoff. Absolutely. Well, now a big third down here for the Golden Bears. Blaine takes the snap, going over the middle, takes. Hit as he throws and overthrows the outstretched arm of Ravenel. So it'll be a fourth and six. And it's going to be a three and out for KU. And that, and honestly, that just falls on the Kutztown offensive line right there. You know, the boys in the trenches have been doing a lot this season. They've been working very well together. But that's just a, a simple miscommunication, I think, type play, Jack. Um, you know, it's important to see how they can fix that next time out. But I'm just wondering to see, you know, how can Kutztown rebound from that? Yeah, not the drive you're looking for there. Punt is away. They're going to let it bounce. And unable to keep it out of the end zone. So that'll be a touchback. And honestly, on that play, Cam Wolf should have just... Oh, they're going to mark it down at the one. My apologies. I saw some bodies flying to the end zone. But that thing gets down at the one. Fantastic job. Is it down at the one? That's where the ball appears to be. It's not even at the one. It's at the inch. Look at that. That thing looks like it's at the half-yard line. Fantastic job. What? By the KU punt team. So 10.37 to go in half number one. 14-0 Golden Bears if you're just joining us here 
on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR 1670 AM. Jack Heim alongside Josh Tude on the call for this one. And our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. It's been a fantastic first half for KU, especially the defensive side. Bloomsburg has had a lot of struggles offensively. And a chance here to get a safety, Josh, with Bloomsburg pinback team. They're just going to do a quarterback sneak. They're going to power this thing out. And the ball is loose. Was he down, though, is the question. KU signaling it's their ball. The player was ruled down. And they will rule him down. Wow, that could have been a big break for the Golden Bears, but uh, nonetheless, a, just a great running play, I think. By by David Lepoitman, you know he's just a great chance of just powering his way through on the quarterback sneak. So it's seven yard run out to the eight. They're going to hand off Monaco. That's a big hole. Question: That's Logan Simmons on the carry. The freshman from Hereford, Pennsylvania, the upper Per Gilman product. But a big run there for Bloomsburg, and that's going to be a first down. So thinking they could be in trouble, backed up at their own one, but back-to-back -back solid rushing plays, and they get a new set of downs. Yeah, yeah, just a great play. Um, you know, obviously when they spotted it at the one, Frank Sheptek, Bloomsburg's head coach, is not happy with that. But you know, his, his offense picked him right back up. I think. So they put Evan fakes the handoff, but nowhere to run. Brought down by Nigel Wilson. Read that play all the way for the RPO at. They put Evan kept it late, nowhere to run. So second and 11 after the loss of a yard. Nice, nice play, you know, just like good sound defense, swarming to the ball, that's something they teach all the time in defense. And obviously, you know, that's something they've been really focusing on in this game. And, you know, just a rebound from two tough plays. And Handoff left side, that's Simmon gonna try to cut back up the middle, wrapped up at the 19 yard line. Number 93, Tom Pellegrino. Now this is where Kutztown defense, we talked about all, all, you know, the entirety of our broadcast. Can both of these teams bend or do they break? And this is this is a big situation here. Kutztown needs to come up with a big stop. Maybe if you could put one more score up on the board, you know, 14 nothing here. You have about a couple minutes left in this first half. But Evan takes a snap, looking left side, firing, looking for Jones. And a lot of hand fighting on that sideline, incomplete. Good coverage from Ryan Jennings Jr. So that'll set up fourth down as the punt team because of the field. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Spendley for a quick word. Mitch, what have you got for us? Quick update on uh, what appeared to be a KU fumble. There was a brief conversation between a referee and some KU personnel, so very hostile KU personnel. The ref said he had a, he, he didn't have him down. He had a, a whistle blown prior stopping the play. Should have been a fumble, Jack. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch, for that quick update. That's a huge break news as that punts away. It's a good one. Lloyd going back. It's going to bounce. Did not touch it, and that takes a KU roll. Down at the 33-yard line. So the best punt of the day by Carrigan for the Huskies. And now Donnie Blaine and the Soffins get ready to go back to work. And now this defense has been phenomenal today, Josh. Yeah, yeah, good sense. 
Good, uh, you know, Bloomsburg's and Clutchstown's defense both have, you know, this is going to be a dogfight, I think. You know, most people I thought, you know, might think this one would be a blowout, but it's really not. Clutchstown and Bloomsburg's defense is, you know, clashing here, and, and we'd like to see it. Like to see it, you know, this is something that, you know, Clutchstown can work with here, and, you know, Clutchstown just needs to put up more scores, more touchdowns on the board, you know, and it just gets as simple as that. Absolutely. Blaine's going to take the snap, hand it off Daryl Davis McNeil to the right side. They will mark him down at around the 35-yard line. Gain of two on first down. Now I think would be a nice situation here to air it out to Jerome Capigan. We talked about that that one touchdown in the, the, the start of the second quarter was something that, you know, was, was very... Very efficient, and I think, you know, stack formation on the far side is something that has worked very well for them this entire year. As Donnie Blaine, you know, it's gonna, uh, he's looking. He's got hasty, hasty on the screen out across the forty, cuts to the forty-five, knocked out of bounds at the forty-seven yard line. So Caden Hasty's first catch of the day, solid gain, first down, KU. Yeah, Nick, nice job by Caden Hasty. And remember, he was the. He's only in this game, remember, because of Jake Novak. But Hasty now leaving the game, it's it's just going to be simply just Alex McKenzie is out there, and it's Ravenello Jr. and Cap McNeil in the backfield and Blaine, but McNeil in motion here. So now McNeil in the slot, Blaine, quarterback keeper out across. Now ruled out about midfield, so a solid gain for Blaine. And that's something we haven't seen much of. I've, we haven't really seen Blaine move on his feet too much. We know he could do it, and we saw a little bit of it last week against East Stroudsburg, but I've never seen really just a, a, a designated quarterback keeper play that's right around midfield. I, you know, you normally see this type of play at the goal line, but... A nice gain, though, I think, for Donnie Blaine, and he shows what he could do on his feet. Absolutely. So a four-yard gain on first down, second and six of the Bloomsburg 49. Blaine looks to the sideline. For the play call, McNeil will go from Blaine's left to now his right. Two wide receivers of the right side of the formation. Handoff, Daryl Davis-McNeil plunging up the middle. Wrapped up at the 46-yard line and on the tackle, number 92, Billy Martin, the third. Now here's a big third down situation here. You have about five to go, five or four to go. Now the real question is, do you want to air it out or are you going to go right up the middle to Daryl Davis-McNeil? It's, it's really important. Daryl Davis-McNeil has done a lot of the workload today. But it's important to see what Bloomsburg's defense responds to this. Most of this play drive has been Daryl Davis McNeil, and it's looking like they're just going to go straight handoff up the middle. Third and four, Blaine takes the snap. They're going to give it right to McNeil. Bounce it to the outside, out across the 45-40. 35-30, 25-20, down the sideline. Finally, he goes out of bounds at the Husky 15-yard line. A huge run on third and four for Daryl Davis McNeil. Goes fifth, uh, goes 31 yards down to the 15. Excuse me. Wow, that's something I didn't even think. I think you know, a great job by Bloomsburg's defense to contain the middle, but an even better job by Daryl Davis McNeil on the read. Saw what happened, hit the outside, and had a big hole, and an even better job by Jerome Cap on the nice block. 
you know, that's something that, you know, this is a team effort here, and everybody really had a hand in on this one. Absolutely great blocking all around. You mentioned that perimeter block from Jerome Cap to really allow Dale Davis to be able to scamper down the sideline. That's a 32-yard run. KU back in the red zone. Blink takes the snap. Looking end zone. Tipped and incomplete. Solid job by Quinton Gaskill to break up that pass in the end zone. And that'll be second and 10 from the 15. And that could have been something, you know, that was, that could have been really costly, you know, and just thinking realistically here, if he would have intercepted that in the end zone, that would have brought that out to about, uh, that would have brought that out to the 20 yard line. And, you know, just think realistically, Bloomsburg, that would give them a big opportunity to score here. And you can't let them in this game, Jack. Absolutely. You know, those deflected passes can spell trouble. Blaine on the screen. He's looking for Ravenel. And that's going to be incomplete. That'll make it third and ten. We're going to get a quick score update. Out of town scores. PSAC scoreboard. Number 18, IUP trails Cal U 7-3. Millersville leads 14-0 over East Stroudsburg in the second quarter. And Shepard leads 27-0 over Lock Haven. So everyone and, looking up at Shepard in the east, and they're taking care of business in a dominant fashion so far at their home field. Yeah, yeah, Shepard is, is the real deal in the PSAC, and just they're mop handling another team. You know, they, they have a real opportunity to go all the way this year. Their offense is something special. We saw that here at Andre Reed a couple weeks ago. Handoff, Daryl Davis-McNeil spins inside the 15-yard line, down to the 12. It's going to bring up a fourth down, but can Dawson Evans, though, I think can the pull out at least three points and he's coming on the field here. So you see our first field goal attempt for KU today. Playing the holder. Number 99, Dawson Evans is in kick formation. Number 8, Bobby Blaine is the holder. 9.04 left to play too, so this would be a big score here. This would put them up Snap by hold. 17. Evans is kicked is blocked. Blocked by Bloomsburg. So Quentin Gaskill made that pass deflection earlier in the drive, comes through unblocked this time around and gets a hand on that kick. And it is blocked. It remains 14-0. So a chance for Katie to extend the lead is squandered by a great special teams play by Bloomsburg. We're going to now send it down to our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, what do you got for us? Well, I was going to mention it. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, another kick before I could. The, the concern with Novak is of greater importance because he's usually the holder. Now we saw Blaine uh, in holding, and maybe that had something to do with the, the unfortunate block here. KU not going up three scores here. So back up to you guys. Uh, it's a little bit of a concern. Well, thank you for the quick update, Mitch. And you mentioned how the normal holder, Novak, not there. Blaine having to do it. And it was a little bit of a low snap as Simmon takes the first down handoff for Bloomsburg in a solid chunk. And one thing I want to mention here, Jack, just something I just seen on the sideline. If you look to about our left side, Jake Novak is in a arm sling. So it's looking like he's going to be out for at least this game, possibly a couple weeks. So that is a big loss for Kutztown's offense, I think. Absolutely, Novak, a big part of this offense. They're going to go right back to the ground game. Out across the 30. It's good enough for first down. Justice there to bring him down. And along with Earl Valls. Eight to the 31. It will be a first down for Bloomsburg. 
So now I'm, I'm realistically thinking here, Jack. Do you have 4.40? So there are four minutes to go in half number one. Four minutes left to go here. And I mentioned we, you know, the scoreboard here is not operating here at Andre Reed Stadium today, so we're getting these periodic time updates from our referees down on the field, and they're doing a great job keeping us here um, informed of how much time's left in this half here yeah, up in the booth. Yeah, they're doing an amazing job. But think of realistically here, you have four minutes. Kutztown needs to pull out a stop, but is there enough time to possibly get another scorer on the board? So late point, Devin did not see that pressure coming, blindsided, and a big sack by Justin Harris coming off the edge unblocked, and he rocked late point, Devin. That is why the left tackle's position is so important. And, you know, it's a great job by Justin Harris to just hit the quarterback with all of his might. And you got to wonder, too, you know, with a big hit like that, I mean, is is David Lapointevin, you know, is he going to be okay? You know, can that affect his, the way he plays today? So now it's long second and 18. You know, right back to Simmons on the handoff. Out to the 26-yard line. Now here's a big third third down situation here. If Kutztown can make one stop here, do they have enough time, you know, to pull out one more score, go up by three touchdowns? And remember, they do receive the second half kickoff. So Absolutely. It's a great point. If you can go down and get a late score, uh, this would certainly be in your favor here as we near halftime. Third and long, late point, Evan. Surveying the field. He's got a wide open man down the seam. That's Owen Anderson. He had a big play through the air earlier in this half, and they find him again as the Huskies get into KU territory. And these are the plays that could sound to limit. We talked about in our pregame show that pass coverage isn't the best for the Golden Bears. So now what can they do to respond, I think? You know, look, realistically, this weekend, you have about three minutes left to go in the game. You need to make one big stop, and that keeps Bloomsburg off the board. So, Bloomsburg at the KU 46. Not much on that handoff on first down, about a yard. So they will give him a yard, second and nine. Well, what it would mean, though, for the Golden Bears, though, to make a stop here. You know, you've limited Bloomsburg off the board here for hopefully a first half, you know, Kutztown's defense is a team, remember like we talked about in our pregame show that only gives up 23 points a game. They put him in feasting pressure, ball on the ground, and KU's got it. That's Tom Pellegrino scooping up the loose ball, and you see the energy coming to the sideline. The Bluesburg transfer making a big play against his former squad. Wow, what a play by Tom Pellegrino. He was, it was almost like a kid on Christmas. He was so happy he had the ball, he couldn't believe it. Elated running back to the sideline, and it's a big turnover forced by KU. And with 146 left, they have time to get down the field. Oh, yeah, one, one big passing play. Jerome Cow, Donnie Blaine to Jerome Cow. Here it is. You know, one play, and, and they got it here. Let's see, let's get a quick message from your sideline report after the turnover. Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, what do you got for us? Finally, a, a jolt, a shock of energy along the sideline. He's fired up, screaming, you know, hugging, 
A lot of hugging going on, actually. It's a love fest down here, up 14, with the ball now. And like you guys mentioned, that second half kickoff. Now, keep in mind, probably going to have to aim for that touchdown even more rather than uh, trying to get into field goal range because of the kicking situation. We'll see how that affects the play calling on this drive. Back up to you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Mitch, for the quick update. That first play of the drive, Jordan Davis with a solid run down to the Bloomsburg 30-yard line. It will be a first down for the Bears. 126 left to play, Jack. So gain of 14. A little more tempo. Blaine drops back. Going to step up and run. He's got room, but swallowed up by a pair of Huskies at about the 26-yard line. And it looks like Jeff Club is going to call the first time out. Smart play here. Now you have good field position, though. I, I think this is really good field position, considering all the elements here. Right now, you're realistically speaking, you're at the you're at the 26-yard line. One minute, five seconds. This is this is honestly pretty decent field position here, considering the time. Is it enough to score seven? Absolutely. You need one play. But would you go more towards the run? But, but if you go towards the run, though, my question is, do you have enough time to score six? That's, I mean, that's just the question I'm posing here. Yeah, you got 105, you got two timeouts. To me, your whole playbook's open here, Josh. I mean, you're at the 26-yard line. You have plenty of time. You don't have a whole lot of field to go here. So I think everything's on the table uh, for Marcel Quarterman and this Golden Bears offense here. So I'm interested to see what they are dial up. I expect a little bit more through the air, but you can go on the ground. You just have to stretch your running backs. If you're going to hand it off, get out of bounds. So if you do get it down inbounds, make sure it's a first down so it momentarily stops the clock, reset the chains, and get going a little bit more quickly. But with two timeouts, uh, to me, your whole playbook's open here. But would you get to the outside, though, or contain the middle, though? Uh, I would prefer to get to the outside. See those timeouts. They're going to go to Davis on the ground, swallow it up by a pair of Huskies. Wrapped up by number 45. That was number 45. Adam Burkhart and number 95, Kenny Urkanas, both combining to bring down Davis there. So 53 seconds and counting. At the Bloomsburg 27, that'll make it a third and six. Saw a field goal already get blocked in this first half, and we mentioned the kicking game might have been an option here. Blaine facing pressure, going to settle down and fire it to Davis, trying to bounce it to the outside. They wrap him up about the 25, so gain of two. That's going to be short of the first down. 45, Adam Burkhardt. So Burkhardt with another tackle. They're going to call a timeout here to Jack. And just waiting to see how much time there is left. So Kutztown calls their second timeout. 32 seconds to go in this first half. It'll make it a fourth and four. A fourth and five correction. So it'll be a fourth and five from the 25. And I'm just thinking here realistically, Jack, this is a situation that you can't go for the field goal. This would at least be a 40-yard attempt. And you already saw one get blocked earlier. We're going to get a quick word from Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, what do you got for us? Yeah, there's no thought of field goal here. The defensive... Uh huddle just came together they're preparing to have to defend uh after a potential uh you know if they aren't successful on fourth down but the offense wants to go for this and they, they want to get uh in the end zone here so uh defense rallying the whole team is really coming together and focusing on this big play here at the end of the first half back up to you guys absolutely thank you mitch for the update the offense does trot back out onto the field so they are going to go for this fourth down attempt again 32 seconds two timeouts just a little more time to Converse about what play you're going to dial up here and expecting it's going to be through the air. 
Williamsburg's going to call a timeout here. And Frank Shiptock is not happy, to say the least. He, he was screaming at his defense. It, you know, I, I, I think there might have been a small miscommunication there. And, uh, you know, now I think, though, that gives, could send an extra edge here, though. You have a little bit more time to talk about what might work the best here. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned it right there, Josh. You nailed it right in the head. Miscommunication just looked like this Bloomsburg defense was never fully settled on this play call. So they have to burn their second time out. And if they get the ball back here, uh, it hurts their chance of being able to go down the field and have those extra timeouts. So now both teams sitting at one timeout. Fourth and five with 32 seconds to go in half number one. KU leads 14 to nothing over Bloomsburg here at Andre Reed Stadium. The weather continues to be nice here on this Saturday afternoon, Josh. Sun's shining, not a lot of clouds in the sky. Reminds me a lot of baseball. Reminds me a lot of baseball. It does. Oh. It is good October weather. I, I like this. I like this type of football weather. It's when we have to bundle up in coats and blankets. That's when That's when we draw the line. That's when you know it's football season. Yeah. Yeah. But a big play here for Kutztown late in half number one. Chance to try to extend their lead to three scores. Four wide receivers and Davis in the backfield. Blaine takes a snap. Bloomsburg rushing four. Blaine facing some pressure, having to roll out, trying to cut back to the left. Ball's on the ground. KU will jump back on it to avoid a disaster. But they do not convert. It'll be a first down for Bloomsburg at their own 40-yard line. So not what KU was looking for on that fourth down. Blaine tried to tuck it, roll out, and try to make... Something out of nothing, but instead that ball was loose, and luckily there were no Husky defenders in the area to scoop that thing up, because if there were, that could have been a big return. But now with only 20 seconds remaining and one timeout, do we see Bloomsburg go conservative, Josh, or do you see them try to take a shot down the field here? I, I think they're going to take a shot down the field here. Um... Honestly, what do you got to lose? I mean, 20 seconds isn't enough time for Kutztown to score. What do you got to lose? You know, it's... And we've seen some big plays through the air for Bloomsburg, especially to Owen Anderson. So let's see what Bloomsburg dials up here. They put Evan takes the snap. Looking towards the sideline. It's going to be caught out across midfield. And right back to Owen Anderson, their main man today. Ruled down at the KU 49-yard line. Quick snap, and they're going to spike it here. Second down. So eight seconds to go. Bloomsburg at the KU 49-yard line. Do we see Laypoint Evan just try to heave it as far as he can, or do we see another quick play to the sideline before they take their shot to the end zone? All I gotta say is, if they heave it to the end zone and they catch it, I'll, I'll, I'll deja vu for I'll, KU fans. I'll, I'll probably have. I'll probably have a breakdown up in this broadcast booth because that'll remind me of some bad memories, my man. Laypoint Evan takes the snap. He's got time trying to go to the sideline, and Kyle Sapp was all over that one. Great coverage by the linebacker. So third down, three seconds left. This is One shot left for Bloomsburg. Yeah, this is going to be the last play of the quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, if you somehow... Managed to get another play after this. I, I don't know how, uh, but Kutztown just needs one stop here, and someone's going to call a timeout. I'm going to assume Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. So Bloomsburg does call their final timeout of the half. And 
Frank Shep talking to discuss with his team what the game plan is here for this final play of half number one. And Josh, it's been all KU in this first half. The defense has played great. Had a couple of strong offensive drives. That long Jerome Cap touchdown. Their first drive of the game, they took advantage of that short field with the Daryl Davis-McNeil one-yard touchdown run. So, so far, a lot of positives here through the first 30 minutes. Yeah, there really has been a lot of positive factors going into this game. And I really like the way that defense has been playing here. Now, they did give up a big, big, a couple of big plays, but every defense does that. I mean, you can't expect a defense to play a perfect game where you don't give up any big plays. That just happens. Uh, that even happens in NFL football. But it's how you respond. And I think Kutztown's defense has really responded well today to the adversity. They're making some big plays here. But I think Eric Fargo's message here, you know, and after talking to Cam Wolf last week, in every timeout, Eric Fargo's message, have each other's back. And this is what the game plan is here. So they lay point Evan. Takes a snap. Drops back. Fires it deep down the field. There's not even a Husky receiver in the vicinity. That's going to be intercepted inside the 10. There's room to run on this return. That's C.J. Brown. He'll be wrapped up at the 26-yard line, but that will take us to halftime here at Andre Reed Stadium with your score, Golden Bears 14, Huskies nothing. Again, we mentioned a solid first half, but for that last play, I mean, Layport Evan felt the heat, just chucked it downfield, and there was not a Bloomsburg Husky in the area. There was three Golden Bears defensive backs back there awaiting that pass, almost like a punt. Yeah. And that was C.J. Brown. thought maybe they could materialize something on that return, but good job by Bloomsbury to bring down C.J. Brown and bring it to halftime. Yeah, yeah, and a great job. You know, the, just, I mean, that interception will basically mean nothing. Only something for the stats if they're lucky. But I really do think that was a great first half played by the Golden Bears. And also, too, I, I, I don't want to just, you know, make Bloomsburg seem like they're a bad team. They're, they're a pretty good team. They're hanging with a tough Golden Bear team here. Only down 14 nothing. It's anybody's game. Two touchdowns. You know, they could be scored at any All point here. But uh, for the other side, though, the Golden Bears really need to get some more offense going in the second half. But, Jack, I mean, there's only so much we could say up here. We're about probably about a solid 50 feet away from the field. Let's hear from someone who is down there. Mitchell Smedley, he's a great sideline reporter. He's been sticking with us all day here throughout these technical difficulties. So let's see what he's got to say. Mitch, what do you got for us, my man? What an intro, Josh. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, a successful first half. The, the word from the uh, – I was listening in on some conversations between some offensive personnel, uh, offensive coordinator and his, and his buddies there, and uh, he said, we're fine. This was after, you know, describing that he was trying to mix up some plays and, and some throws were just off from Donnie Blaine in the first half. But he said, nevertheless, you know, we've, we've been doing enough. We are fine. He's, he was also complaining about number 11 of Bloomsburg. But that's a whole other story. So uh, word on the street from uh, from Kutztown is that, you know, they're just trying to not... Like they are trying to do a little too much in my opinion my opinion but what do i know they, he said he's trying to mix it up uh it seems like what they were wor working with earlier was working but they've gotten away from it and that might be why you saw the unsuccessful fourth down and i think i think ku understands that now i think you'll see a much simplified uh version of the offense in the second half and also some more scrum scrums with uh number 11 involved because uh because town is not happy with some of the uh Bloomsburg players here back up to you guys for halftime i'll see you in the second half Sounds good, Mitchell. Thank you for that update. It's been a chippy matchup here. A lot of, you know, scrums after the plays. We did see one personal foul against Bloomsburg in half number one. But again, this is a matchup that's been controlled by KU. This defense has played great. A couple of big plays through the air, like you mentioned, Josh. But overall, this, Hus this Huskies offense has struggled to move the ball downfield. Now, we're going to take a quick look 
at some halftime stats here. And a lot of them bode well for KU. Yeah. 10 first downs to 5 first downs. That's double. We mentioned the score's already 14-0. Rushing yards, 20 for 100. So a solid game on the ground for KU. 109 passing yards, 275 for Bloomsburg. And total plays is 35-30 to in favor of KU. Yeah, and you know, because... You know, since we played a, a good first half, I think, Jack, you know, and, you know, we need to give them more credit here. I, I'm just looking more real, specifically at the passing, 109 passing yards opposed to Bloomsburg's 75. So that not only speaks to the offensive testament of Kutztown, but it also speaks to the defensive testament to Kutztown, only limiting 75 yards. So I, I'm thinking, you know, Kutz, you know, Kutztown, what, what, how can they put more points on the board? And I think it's going to come more realistically in the passing side of things. Not, not much running game, but it really does come down to Daryl Davis-McNeil and Jordan Davis. So are they going to be looking more towards Alex McKenzie, Jerome, Cab, uh, Keen Hasty, those type of guys? Or are they going to be looking to the to the double threat of Daryl Davis, McNeil, and Jordan Davis. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned this is only a 14-0 game. This is anyone's game, so Bloomsburg is gonna, definitely going to make some second-half adjustments. But, yeah, I expect to see a lot more of that ground game in the second half. It worked. Daryl Davis, McNeil, 11 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. That's 5.5 yards per carry. And for Jordan Davis, he's had some big plays. Six carries, 47 yards. Uh, that's 7.8 a carry. So this rushing attack has worked quite well for KU. And half number one, I expect to see a heavy dose of both Daryl Davis McNeil and Jordan Davis in half number two. Well, we are going to step aside for a halftime break. When we come back, we have our continued halftime coverage right before quarter number three. Okay, you are 1670 AM, Jack. And then full first half, 14-0. Um... You know, but one thing I want to mention is at the end of the uh, East Stroudsburg football game, it was 14-10, I believe. So a little bit of a difference. But can Kutztown hold on to that 14-0 lead is the question that I have at this moment in time. Yeah, we saw them have a 14-0 lead last week. That one slipped out of their, excuse me, slipped out of their fingers. We had to come back. Uh, and snatch it from East Stroudsburg in the last minute of the game. But they lead comfortably now. 14-0 uh, at the break. They've really controlled this game in all facets. You know, the defense has played great. They've ran the ball well. Blaine's made some big throws through the air. They had that scare late in the half with the fumble on that fourth down. But luckily, that didn't transpire in anything. But they've had some big turnovers as well. Uh, the forced fumble that was recovered by Tom Pellegrino. And that one must have felt good for him because he is the transfer from Bloomsburg. But yes, a lot of positives in this first half for KU. Uh, they look to... Spread this out over a complete four, complete four quarters. Excuse me. They played two solid quarters so far, but they got to play two more to come out way with a W in this contest. So so far so good for KU. We are going to get a quick update though from out of town scores. We brought them up late in that first half as those games have continued to progress. Last time we saw IUP was trailing Cal U. That does remain the same score uh, with a seven three lead for Cal U. At the half, we're going to look at Shepard is absolutely dominating Lockhaven. They're up 48 nothing wow. at the half at home. So Shepard is taking, yeah, manhandling, like, taking care of business. There's a lot of words to describe how uh, that game has gone so far. But those are really our main updates. Could, could you do me a favor, Jack? Could you update us on a score on the Millersville game? Because remember, fans, three weeks from now, we will 
be traveling to Millersville, KUR will carry live coverage of that game as well, Jack. Oh, well, that one is not started. Yeah, the, uh, the Millersville game is correction. Sorry about that. I'm trying to find it on here. PSAC website. Oh, let's see here. What? what? This, this website is not very not, user Yeah, not user-friendly. Tough yeah, to this navigate. Is, this is pretty pretty rough here. I don't, I, I, it I, was here earlier. It was 14 what? nothing. Uh, Millersville. Let's let's try this. Uh, that is the most recent score we have to give. But yeah, nonetheless, so a, a lot going on in the PSAC. But Jack, I have a question to pose to you while I try to work on this. We never, I never asked this. But keys to the second half. What do you think? I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Pound the rock. Uh, run the ball well like you've been doing, and get some big plays through the air with Cap and Blaine on the defensive side of things. Bloomsburg hasn't been able to run the ball well. you got to be able to continue this run defense uh, to shut it down. Uh, and really, that's it. You know, Keep getting them off the field on third downs. I like the heavy uh, pass rush that they've been sending. And that's got to continue here. You know, and, and it really just comes down to playing four quarters here. You know, they played they played a solid first half here, you know, and, and that's something that I think, you know, has gone to their credit. But at this moment in time, it's important how you finish here and i i think it comes down to you know what goodstown used to do to pull out a win here focus on this game and then go after next week's game against chippensburg and one more thing too here uh katie war will carry live coverage of next week's game live from chippensburg university so make sure to tune in next week kickoff is scheduled for one o'clock PM kickoff show starting at 12:30, 12 12:40. 12 so Jack, I, I, I mean, I just want to let our listeners know we're trying as best as as we can. I mean, we're we're we pretty no we're, we're, here, we're pretty we're pretty intelligent individuals here, but this website's making me feel a little, a little out of touch here. So, but Jack, this is a game though that you know if Kutztown can win this, you're pulling you're going. Uh, you know, on a two-game win streak against another top PSAC East opponent, you know, Shippensburg. And Shippensburg is about on the same, I want to say, wavelength of competitiveness. Um, so if Kutztown can pull out a win here, what would that what that would mean, you know? Just thinking realistically what that would mean for the Golden Bears, I think. Yeah, you know, it's again, it's a big one, but you can't worry about Shippensburg until the end of this one. So, so far, uh, it's been so good in this one, but I think we just got to continue to talk about how they've been able to run it effectively. We talked about some first-half stats earlier, uh, but we're going to bring those back up again. Daryl Davis-McNeil uh, has been a player that has been involved in both the rushing attack and the passing game. He's got 29 yards of receiving, with his long being of 14 yards. He's added 61 on the ground and a touchdown, five and a half to carry. So he's been a weapon both on the ground and through the air. And, of course, we mentioned Jerome Cap with that long 41-yard touchdown grab. So we've seen him get involved with those big plays down the air. Cap, the leading receiver on this team coming into the day. Jerome averaged 79 yards through the air per game. He had 397 yards, four touchdowns on the year. He's made it five. So Cap's presence and involvement in this offense has been fantastic for KU. As you see the warm-ups continue, the vibe is just, you know, it feels different on both these sidelines. I mean, Kutztown, Leonard, Jettick, they look focused. They looked 
ready to attack in the second half, and they got to continue to do that, Josh. Uh, we mentioned Keys. They got to keep their foot on the gas. You saw it last week, how there was a little bit of a slip-up uh, at East Stroudsburg. They led 14-0 early, and we mentioned how East Stroudsburg battled back and credit to them, but you know, I think Kutztown took their, took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. So far, they've done a good job of keeping it you know, keeping the attack ongoing through the first 30 minutes, but they got to continue it uh, through the next 30, and we're going to see that momentarily. Kutztown will receive the second half kickoff. Their first chance to return a kick today. So now it's about how he can score on this opening drive, I think, Jack. And it really just comes down to as simple as that. So I think if they could score on this opening drive, how crucial that would be to them pulling out a win today. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You go right down the field here and score a touchdown, make it 21 nothing. That is going to be real tough on Bloomsburg. So we see, you know, we mentioned KJ Riley in the pregame as a quarterback to watch. We saw none of him in the first half. It was all David Layput Evans. So maybe, you know, there's some, um, you know, injury issue with Riley or something of the likes of that. But he saw a lot of the snaps here, and he played all of last game against Westchester. Uh, we did not see Layput Evans in that game. So maybe they thought Layput Evans was better for the game plan to attack Kutztown. But so far through. 30 minutes of football, Bloomsburg's offense has put up zero points, and they've really struggled to move it down the field. So as the kickoff team goes out on the field for the first time today for Bloomsburg. Seen a lot of punts from Kevin Carrigan, but we get to see his first kickoff attempt. Excuse me. Jack, I have a score update. I did it! Give me a high five. Yeah. Up top, yes, 17 nothing Millersville. Look at that. 17 nothing Millersville. So... Millersville might be a big test here for the Golden Bears. We struggle with the Stroudsburg, so, you know, here we go. Kicks away. Ravenel will let it go into the end zone for a touchback. It's never a dull day here at, at KUR, is it? Never a dull moment. And now I do see the score update. Yes, the website wow, has look at that. fixed itself. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, now we get to see Donnie playing in this offense go back out there in this second half. And we, we Their first drive of the game. Had short field, 43 yards right down the field on eight plays, and that's all Daryl Davis you know, punching in for a one-yard touchdown. So what's the game plan here to start the second half? Do we see a lot more of the – do you think we see a heavy dose of the runs early, or do we see Blaine try to air it out and get a big strike? I hope Blaine airs it out. I want him to put on a clinic here. I want I want, I want, want them to put this game away early. I don't want to be worrying like I did last week. I I think that, you know, could send – even if it does come with the run, Sterling Davis McDill has, you know, had an amazing game so far. At the half, he put up, you so know, Lane takes a snap handoff, and then Daryl Davis McNeil gets out to the 30-yard line. So I Gasco on the tackle. So I think this would be a realistic time now to start airing it out. Obviously, the run it did work, but I would expect a much bigger gain than. You know, about six yards. So I, I, I think, you know, I, I just want to see Merritt out. I like the passing more personally, but I think the passing would do a lot of good for the Golden Bears. Absolutely. Second and four. Blaine takes a snap. They're going to right back to the ground game. Big hole for Daryl Davis McNeil out across the 40. Scampers to the 43 yard line. That's going to be good for a Golden Bear first down. And two plays and two efficient runs for Daryl Davis McNeil again. Yeah, and a, a nice play by nice job by Daryl Davis McNeil. Two back-to-back -back plays that he's had great yardage, but I think 
realistically, you need to start working on the pass. You know, I, I want Donnie Blaine to get more in a rhythm here with the passing game. He, he did very well in other games, you know, with the passing. And I'm, I'm just shocked that he's not doing it more often. Now we see first and 10 from the 43. They're going to right back to the run. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Daryl Davis McNeil. And say he gets to midfield. That's going to be good for a gain of seven on first down. And now here's another big issue. Hobbling off the field was Adam Case, a big part of that offensive line. So, good note to monitor there. But, you know, three rushes for 25 yards on this drive. That's another gain of seven. So, three, three run plays. And this offensive line has done a good job of just bullying this Huskies defensive line so far and allowing Daryl Davis McNeil some big holes to run. Fourth consecutive run play. Out across the Husky 45-yard line. Ruled down at the 43, and that's another KU first down. Yeah, just just feed them. Feed the, feed the monster. You know, that's one of these situations. I, you know, Daryl Davis McNeil is high right now, and, you know, he, he just feed them. It, it is working really well. And I think, you know, once if they once they stop it, you know, get to the pass. But right now, let's, let's just feed it. Feed them, you know. Feed the hot hand, absolutely. So four plays, they're already in Bloomsburg territory. Really, this offensive line imposing their will. First and 10. Got to go right back to another big hole. But that one was closed up quickly. That's Gaskill on the tackle. Down at the 41. So a gain of two makes it second and eight. McNeil out, Davis in. So they did shut down the run. I wouldn't even say that, but they, you know, a gain of about two at most maybe a one so is this where you start going to the the pass game or do you continue with the run game do you think jack i think we got to see it air now maybe a quick wide receiver screen play action pass take a shot down the field i think those are two viable options through the air but now we see davis come into the game like you mentioned and there was a hole for Dale davis to be able to run but a solid tackle handoff jordan davis out across the 40 down to the 36 yard line we're going to send it down to mitchell smedley for a quick note Thanks, Jack. Unfortunately, Josh, uh, I don't think you're going to see a, uh, a clinic, as you put it. I, this is a methodical drive running the ball is their strong suit right now. And I think they're going to stay simplified as it was early in that uh, first half. And it's working to their advantage, so why would they go away from it? Back up to you guys. Well, thank you for the quick note, Mitch. Yes, absolutely. The, running, the rushing attack has worked quite well on this drive. Uh, and, you know, mentioned up here that it has been working. And why would you steer away from it if it has been successful for you? Yeah, like I said, it's been working really well. So, I mean, why would you change it? I mean, you know, and... Going to go back to Davis out across the 35. Down to the 31-yard line. And that's going to be enough for a KU first down. Nice Your job. on the tackle. Nice job by Jordan Davis just to find the outside. You know, Gerald Davis, McNeil, and Jordan Davis have been taking most of this drive on their back, too. Now, the question is, you know, like, for Bloomsburg on the other side of it, and realistically speaking, how is Mark Ross, Bloomsburg's defensive coordinator, how can he tell us, boys, you know, step up, make one stop, and, you know, you could shut this down? So, Bloomsburg's got six stacked in the box. They have a DB ready to go off the edge. Another outside handoff. Jordan Davis going to cut it back up the middle. Inside the 20. 15. 
And they're going to rule him down at the 10-yard line. That quick burst of speed from Jordan Davis. You saw him start on the outside and shoot right back up the middle with that quick cut. A solid run, and the Golden Bears just like that, running it down the Huskies' throats there in the red zone. 21 yards on that run for Davis. Nice play by Jordan Davis. Just a great block up the middle on top of that, too. You got to credit, you know, just out... Our Glasgow nice block up the middle and that's you know something that really credits him too but I also want to highlight Billy Everett a redshirt freshman you know he's he's showing what he can do too well he takes a snap Davis outside bounces it and gets aided by a Husky defender inside the five down to the four so a six yard run on first down and that continues to set KU up nicely I mean we have yet to see Blaine throw a pass on this drive just because the rushing attack has worked so well. Yeah, yeah, the rushing attack has worked very well for him. And I, I think the, the rushing attack has worked very well, but on the other side of the defense, you know, you need to contain. You need to contain a little bit better, and that's something they haven't been doing. Absolutely. So you just see an absolute dominance from this KU rushing attack. Second and goal from the four. Blaine in the gun. Jordan Davis to his right. Got Ravenel and Cap. Out wide. Hand off right back to Davis with a little hesitation, and he gets driven back. There were three Huskies in the area. And now a little scrappiness going on. Ryan Chernecki shoving a Bloomsburg defender. Now that's where we draw the line there, Jack. I mean, you can't afford, uh, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct here in this type of situation. So... Now I think it's when you're going to air it out. I, I think it's just going to air out. You know, what do you got to lose? Absolutely. He, Han, comma, the tackle. Davis loses three. So now it's third and goal from the seven. I think, we, I think this has a good anal analyzation, Josh. Said if we see Blaine throw for the first time this drive. Third and goal from the seven. Three wide receivers to the right. Cap in the slot alongside Hasty and Ravenel. Blaine takes the snap. Surveying, looking at the end zone. Tipped and incomplete. I was looking for the tight end, Alex McKenzie. So now that sets up fourth and goal from the seven. Or was he looking for Caden Hasty, but Hasty tipped it and McKenzie was in the vicinity. I, I'm not really sure, but still, nonetheless, that, that was a tough scenario, I think. And now you got to go for three here. So now Evans running onto the field. There was a little miscommunication. He started to run on, but came back to the sideline. Scurries onto the field. Evans already had a field goal blocked today. Snap, hold, kick, and it is right through. So Evitz drains it. 34-yard field goal is good. That'll make it 17-0 Golden Bears. And a great first drive to start the second half, Josh. But wish you could have got in for seven. Yeah, that's just a tough scenario. I think, you know, that's just a situation. You won at six. You got three. It's something. It pushes it to three scores now. And I, I think that's still a good scenario, I think. Three scores is is, be, is better than none. You know, I, I, I think that's something that, you know, I, I personally like myself. And I, I think the Golden Bears offense is liking that as well, too. Absolutely. So that now makes it a three-score game up 17 nothing. We're going to get a quick word from Mitchell Smedley before KU kicks it away. 
Thanks, Jack. Yeah, so talking uh, the, the talk on the sideline at halftime was frustration with their passing game, and KU really pounding the run game, didn't pass it till that final play. And boy, did it work. Exactly what the coaches wanted to do. Simplify things, avoid the mistakes that held them up in the middle of the field in the first half. You know, they, they really feel like they should be in much more control of this game. Obviously, now with that field goal, three scores, they can really be in a positive game script. That's going to really go a long way for the rest of this game. Back up to you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Mitch, for that. You know, the run game works so well on that drive for KU. Just unfortunately, couldn't get it into the end zone. But now, like we mentioned earlier, it's a three-score game. It's 17-0 as Millard boots it away. That kick does go out of bounds. It bounced into the end zone for a touchback before it did. So Bloomsburg will set up. Shop here with some decent field position compared to what they've had. They started three drives inside their own 15. Two in the first half started at their own 11, including one drive where they started inside their own one with a great punt. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, credit to the other side of it, though. Realistically speaking, you know, we, that drive where they started inside the one-yard line, I, I think David will put him in, you know, he, he really had a great situation that it was a nice quarterback sneak, got about nine, and then a nice handoff. So they uh, so they can get out of that, out of those types of situations. Do they want them? No, but they can work out of them, though. I think that's something that credits their testament a little bit. Absolutely. So we got our first look of Bloomsburg in the second half on the offensive side of the ball. Let's see what type of adjustments they make. They're going to start with a handoff. That's Simon getting loose in some open field. Out across the 35 to the 37. A run of 12 on the first down for Bloomsburg. And on that last drive, too, could sound drain off a lot of time. Uh, just about 8.03 left to play. So so that, not only is that a great job, you know, to pull out three, would you want seven? Yes. But you drain off a lot of time and you put three out. That's, that's good enough for me. Absolutely. So a good run there for Bloomsburg to start that drive, but a good job of this KU offense to drain time off the clock in this third quarter. They're going to go right back to the ground game. Simmons got a big hole to the 46-yard line. So now this is a situation where, you know, Kutztown really needs to make a stop here. You gave up two big plays, you know, both for first down. So what does Eric Fargo need to say to his guys to get them, you know, back on track here? Yeah, I mean, two big run plays here to start this second half. And, you know, Bloomsburg giving KU a little taste of its own medicine here. Just a ground and pound game. Up the middle, out across to the 48 again of about two. It's going to be good for the first down, obviously. So, Simmon. And Wary there. Another Golden Bear down, Jack. So there, now the training staff is coming out onto the field. To take a look at the injured Golden Bear. I don't like to speculate, but kicking his leg there as he does appear to be in some pain. There's 6.51 to go in Oh, that's Imani Justice. That's down. And it is Imani Justice who's waiting to see the number, and that is huge. He is such a key part of this Golden Bears defense. If they he's had walking to... off the field. 
a little slowly. Maybe just, he's walking off on his own light. I'm thinking it might just be something as simple as a stinger. I hope to God it is. But it would be a huge loss, Josh, for yeah. this KU team if Justice was to deal with any sort of substantial injury. So it'll be first and 10 from the Bloomsburg 48. Three plays, 23 yards all on the for Logan Simmons. So that's two big losses possibly for the Golden Bears here. And they're going to go back to the ground and get nothing there. Stuffed by the Golden Bear defense. Nice job by Cam Wolf coming off the end. Just great read all around. He's, he's one of those key players. You know, he's a utility man on defense. Wherever they need him, he can play. And that's the you know that's just another credit to the things that he could do for the Golden Bear defense. Absolutely. So sets him back after three positive run plays. Second and 12 from the 46. Drops back in the gun, faces the pressure, throws it out to the sideline. And that's going to be caught by Matthew Bowes. For a short gain. Looks like they're going to say it was incomplete. It looked like he was waving his arms that it was incomplete on off off the far side. I, it, yeah, it, was, it was pretty unclear what he was saying. But it looked like it was incomplete because it's saying at the same spot the line of scrimmage was at. So Yeah, you know, it was close to being in bounds or out of bounds on that sideline. Hard to tell from here, but he was ruled out of bounds. So that'll make it a third and 12. Bloomsburg trying to convert. Throwing near side. It's going to be caught by the running back. Simmons balls on the ground. It's loose. It's going to be scooped up by Cody Sharon. It's Golden Bear football. No doubt that that's a fumble. Simmons made the catch, turned up field. That's a football move on the ground. And another turnover by the Huskies sets up the Golden Bears with great field position. Great job by Cody Sharon not to try to scoop that up and run it. Just falling on the football and ensuring that you recover. Yeah, nice job by Kutcher, just to strip it, not only, then to fight off the tackle, then on top of that, to pick it up and just fall on it. Nice job all the way around. Kutcher, you know, this defense is really starting to come together, and that could bring a lot of life to the Golden Bear defense, and offense as well. So Brandon Hill forced the fumble, Scherer pounces on it, and KU will start now at the Bloomsburg 37-yard line. Fantastic starting field position. Let's see if they can make the Huskies pay. First play, handoff, Daryl Davis McNeil up the middle. Gonna fight his way down to the 30 with some help from the big boys up front in the offensive line, giving him a little extra push. So two key fumbles forced by this KU defense here. You saw one in that second quarter, scooped up by Tom Pellegrino. Now that one recovered by Cody Scherer. Yeah, I mean, you know, just... It comes down for Bloomsburg as simple as this. you got to limit the turnovers. That's two turnovers. You know, those could have been scores, and it just gets as simple as that. You know, you had good field position, too, on top of that. So it's just all, you need to stop these these bad plays here. Face handoff, Smith to the screen inside the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Golden Bears. Nice reception by Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, we haven't seen much of at, at all this season, but wow, what a reception by Brandon Smith. 
He had one block. Great job by Jerome Cap on the block, and he did it. Nice job all the way around. Great job on the block. Great job on the reception. You know, that's something you'll have to see, Jack. Absolutely. So they did a little RPO action, fake the handoff, get it out to Smith in space on that wide receiver screen. He sh shed a tackle, and he was gone to the end zone for six. Extra point from Evans is right through. That'll make it 24-0 Golden Bears. And there's a flag on the field, Jack. I I mean I'm gonna assume an unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, unnecessary roughness, something along those lines. But I don't know who they're gonna call it on. To be honest with you. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, number seventy-five, the kicking team. Fifteen-yard penalty will be assessed on the kickoff. So it's a personal foul on KU. That's Ryan Schernecki. Yeah, Ryan Schernecki. We mentioned he had a play earlier where he shoved a Husky defender, uh, but this time he gets flagged for a personal foul. It's assessed on the kickoff, so the extra point is good. 24 nothing. We're now going to send it down to our sign reporter, Mitchell Medley. Mitch, what do you got for us? Thanks, Jack. A lot going on right now. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, the biggest concern would be Amani Justice coming off the field. Everyone was concerned, and uh, he came off the field very frustrated, slamming things down, and, and really causing a, a ruckus, understandably so. He's so talented and, and so frustrated that he seems to be uh, dealing with some sort of lower body uh, injury. He was talking to one of his coaches. They couldn't figure it out uh, yet. We'll have uh, any any more information as, uh, as it comes in. However, you know, it seems like his energy did transfer to his teammates on defense, causing that fumble. And then uh, shake and bang, turn it into a touchdown. Back up to you guys. Well, thank you for the update, Mitch. A lot of positives for KU. They forced that turnover. And in little time, they cashed in on that short field with a two-play, 37-yard drive capped off by that 30-yard touchdown to Brandon Smith. So KU comfortably ahead, 24-0 here in this third quarter as Nathan Millard gets to kick it away from the 20 instead of the 35 with a 15-yard personal foul. Monaco takes the kick inside the 20, now out across the 40. And kick coverage has been something that has been a problem for KU this year, Josh. And another solid return for Bloomsburg sets them up at their own 44-yard line. Yeah, um, that, this has become an ongoing issue. Um, and it's now just about fixing it. Obviously, you can rely on Kutztown's defense to make some big stops here. But now you got to attack the problems here. 4.59 left to go in the third quarter. But what do you... What, what like what's what do you say to your team? How do you work on that? Obviously practice, but you would think through about five weeks now that you would have fixed this already. So a short field for Bloomsburg starting at their own 44-yard line. They're going to toss it outside. That's Monaco out across the 45, past midfield, and he's going to get wrapped up in KU territory. So Brandon Heil. Brings down Monaco there. So a gain of 10 on the run from Monaco to the KU 46. That's good for a Huskies first down. Under five minutes to play in the third quarter. It's been all Golden Bears in this one, Josh. Oh, yeah. This is a situation that, you know, it's really a, a tricky one. You know, the Kutztown just needs to make a stop here. Facing oh. the heat, fired down the field. 
His intended target was Jerry Griffin Bachelor, but just unable to avoid the pressure and get it there cleanly. And that's been something KU's done a great job today. We mentioned in the pregame how KU has not done a great job of getting to the passer, but a lot of QB hurries and a couple of sacks today for this defense. They've made, they put Evan, feel the heat in this one. Yeah, this is a situation that, you know, Kutztown is, is 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 having a little trouble with. And, you know, it's all, like I said, the whole con, the whole broadcast here, it's all about responding. Um, they responded very well in certain situations, and some situations they didn't. They didn't give up a score today, so I think that's a good situation that they responded well in. Second and ten, going with a little bit of an option look as they put Evan gets down to the 41-yard line, a gain of five. They faked out the toss to Monaco and then the keeper gain of five. So they'll make it third and five for Bloomsburg from the Golden Bear 41-yard line. And now I have a problem with something here. I don't know if you saw this, but um, it looked like on that last play, Brandon Heil, the linebacker, was being held down by Bloomsburg's number 92, Billy Martin the third, and no flag was called. So, I, I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like the referees are seeing this game both ways, but... Just something to keep in mind here for the rest of this game, Jack. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been a physical game. You know, these are two PSAC East rivals. There's going to be a lot of you know, scuffles after the play, but it's just what's to be expected. Just want to make sure everything stays clean and no dirty plays happen. Yeah. So Kutztown will call their first time out of the half. Ahead of a third down and five for Bloomsburg. And Josh, what's the approach here if you're this KU defense? You know, Bloomsburg has not made it into the red zone today. They're at your 41-yard line. What's the game plan to, to dial up another stop here? Um, I, I, I really do think that just, you know, it comes down to just simply making a stop. You know, it, it, you know, you need to make some stops here. Um, you know, like we talked about in that halftime show, you know, there were a couple of plays that, you know, they gave up some big plays, but now it's just as simple as, you know, like how 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 you fix it, you know, and I I, I think it just gets as simple as that, you know, and and I think Kutztown did a really nice job of of playing some hard nosed defense here, but there were some key losses um, with Amani Justice, but I think Kutztown just needs to hold strong here. You ha you have to play through some adversity, and they and they definitely faced it through this game. Well, the last three drives for Bloomsburg have all ended in turnovers. Fumble, interception, fumble, and then after that, all the other drives prior ended in punts. So they've never been in the red zone so far today. I've got to expect this is four-down territory. Third and five from the KU 41. Maybe they dial up a run with Monaco knowing that it's more than likely four-down territory at this point of the game when you're down by 24. And with 3.26 to play in the third quarter. Lee Boyd Evan takes a snap, rolls to the left, fires. He's got his man... That's going to be reeled in. Jerry Griffin Bachelor. Yep, they're going to rule him at the 34-yard line, and that's going to be six yards and enough for a Bloomsburg first down. Now it's important to see if Goodstein's defense bends or breaks. Um, this is a situation that, you know, Bloomsburg just marched down the field in. They started at their at their 45, but it's how, how do you fix this? Uh, this has been a methodical drive from Bloomsburg so far, taking advantage of the short field on the kickoff, faking the pitch, and Leipold Evans going to keep it. Laporte Evans down to the 31. Brought down by number 25, Oyame Andoga. So now, now at this point, I mean, it's just 326 left to play. I'm, 
That what might not be up to date, but it looks like possibly if they can hold it once more again till the end of the third quarter, you're up 17 nothing. Kutztown, this defense needs to make a stop here. Just gets as simple as that. But what do you? What does Eric Fargo say to his boys here? So a gain of three makes it second and seven. They're going to give it back to Monaco. Going to bounce it to the outside, inside the 25, and Kevin Monaco shoved down at the KU 23. That's good for another Huskies first down. And this is by far been the best Bloomsburg drive of the day here late in the third quarter. A nice hit by Bubakar Diwara, the senior coming out of the Norristown High School. And, you know, Jack, this is a, a situation that could sound, you know, they're finding some troubles here. This is this, I think this is the only time that the defense has, has bended today. So Monaco right up the middle. Kyle Sapp was the first of many Golden Bears to greet Monaco. So we're going to see him come off the field in number 27. John Ayers checks in. Now we saw a lot of Tyler Simmons, or Logan Simmons, excuse me, but after that fumble, he has not seen the field since. So clearly Frank Sheptock making an example of that. Now when you cough up the football, you will lose some playing time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, the Kutztown did a nice job of finally shutting out Gail Monaco. Now it's about shutting down Johnny Ayers. So Ayers. Gain a minimal game there. So they make it a third and ten. <laughs> now this is a situation, though, I think this is, you know, it's almost fourth down at, at this point as well. This is... Because it's, it's an unreasonable distance for, for a field goal. I'm just thinking here personally. You know, do you have enough distance for the field goal? Remember, that was one of their weaknesses, I think, Jack, that we both saw. So I'm just wondering, can they, you know, is this fourth down territory at this point? I think it's got to be. Long third and ten from the KU 23-yard line. And... It's going to look like Bloomsburg is going to call their first time out. <laughs> Waiting for a word from our referees. Looks like they might be. So Bloomsburg does take their first time out. We're going to send it down to our sound reporter, Mitchell Smedley, for a quick word. Don't forget you can get year-long exposure for your business and support the Golden Bears by becoming a corporate partner of Golden Bear Athletics. Hopefully we don't have some more technical difficulties. I I I hate technical difficulties, Jack. Okay? Looks like we're all having them today, but uh Jack, this is a situation that it really is fourth down territory here. You know, you 326 left to play in the third quarter is what our stats system is telling us. So, you know, what what would you say is the plan of attack here for Good Sound's defense? You know, would you would you see you know, obviously a stop? But would you play run first or pass first? So now, yeah, now it's third and ten. Back out onto the field goes this offense. Back-to-back so -back unsuccessful rushing plays on first and second down. Sets up a third and long. So Laporteven takes it in the gun. Looking left side. 
and misses his intended target, Matthew Bowes. Oh, don't tell me that's going to be a personal foul. There is a penalty stop. flag. Waiting the ruling on the penalty flag. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Number 33 is the defense. Penalty will be assessed at the distance. First down. And that is a killer there. Third and 10. You take a roughing the passer. Half the distance to the goal. And now that sets up a new set of downs. That's really deflating for a defense. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that call. I, I really don't think that was passing, um, roughing the passer. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's how you respond to adversity. Um, that's that's a situation that it's not ideal for the Golden Bears. But what can they do to fix their mistakes? You make a goal line stop. That's what, that's what your next plan of attack is. So that puts him at the 11-yard line. That was on Tyler Wary. First play. It's going to be a handoff at the middle. That's Simmons on the carry. Gets inside the 10. So that will bring us to the end of the third quarter. And now we're going to send it down to our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley. Much better game here to to make some noise about the Cookstown cheerleaders in full throat this whole time, wholeheartedly, as opposed to last time with the Shepherd debacle. This one is true positive emotion down here. It's a love fest here at Andre Reed Stadium. Absolutely, Mitch. It is so far so good. Through three quarters for KU, they lead 24 to nothing. Bloomsburg is threatening though with a second and eight from the nine yard line. So we saw Logan Simmons come back into the game after not playing a lot on this whole drive after the fumbled and last drive for Bloomsburg. But again, KU pitching a shutout through three quarters. And for the offensive side of things, we've seen some fantastic drives, a couple of big plays through the air, cap with the big play touchdown, Brandon Smith with a 30 yard score. So, so far so good through three quarters for KU on really all facets. Yeah, and, and I really think that's that just speaks to the testament of both sides of the ball here. You're not relying on just one side of the ball like you did most of your games, and, and I, I really think that's impressive here. You know, you had to, you had a couple of good drives on the offensive side, but defense really carried a lot of the workload today, and I, I think, you know, it's it just comes to the point that obviously – what you do throughout these three quarters is going to affect, obviously, every you know this whole game, and it's just gonna it's just gonna be the way that that happens. And Ken Kutztown make a goal line stop here. Those penalties were very costly, and we saw that now. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a look at some stats here at the end of the third quarter. On the rushing attack continues to be a threat for KU. They're going to get it there to Jerry Griffin Bachelor. There's Cam Wolf in the coverage there, so that's gonna put Bloomsburg inside the five. So a seven yard gain, third down at the two. Third and one from the two yard line. 
Looks like it's gonna be a quarterback sneak up the middle here, Jack. Motion man, Laportevin takes it himself. He gets stood up. But is that enough for the fourth down? It, it is. is. They're gonna say it's fourth down. Laportevin short of line again. It'll be a fourth and short for Bloomsburg. And it's a clear situation to go for it on fourth down. Now just a quick look at some stats through the third quarter. Yarrow Davis would deal over 100 rushing guards. Jordan Davis at 81. On the other side for Bloomsburg, Laportevin just 73 passing yards. And on the ground, their leading rusher is Logan Simmons with 50. Monica's been getting a little bit more involved here in the second half as well. Fourth and one, Andre Reed starting to get a little loud. Ken K, you get a goal line stop here early in the fourth quarter. Bloomsburg looking for their first points of the day. Laportevin takes a snap. Handoff is Simmons, bouncing to the outside. Oh, it's gonna depend on the spot. Harris and Cody Scherer were there to bring him down. Oh, it's gonna depend on the spot, Jack. I don't know. And where will the referees decide to put this one? Now we're awaiting a call here. I'm out for measurement. So they're gonna measure the spot here. They're gonna, yeah. Logan Simmons took that handoff. The ball right now looks like it's marked down at the two yard line. But depending on measurement, we will see He's short! He He's short. short! He is wow. short. A great goal line stand from KU. Simmons needed a yard. They couldn't get it. It's a turnover on downs, and KU will get it back. Ben, but not break, ladies and gentlemen. What a stop. Oh, that is impressive. Wow. I, oh Jack, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I can't believe they stood them up. They somehow did it. They were at their two-yard line, and they stood them up. So oh, man. they laid it Josh to it after that stop. Wow, I can't believe that. I'm that was, that's a that's a big turn of the tables there. That We're gonna send it down to Mitchell Smith. He's already interrupted Josh for a quick word. What's it like down on the sidelines right now, Mitch? Oh, it's awesome. It's the loudest it's been all day, Jack. The entire state. They're up 24 nothing, and they're at full throw right now. Everybody was in on that defensive stop. Uh, the coaches running up and down the sideline before uh, even third down, screaming their heads off. Uh, and then and then right after the, the play, before it was even spotted, defensive coordinator gathered his defense and said, you made that stop. You did not give up the first down were his words. Uh, and really just congratulating everybody. Up 24 nothing, and still putting it on. Back up to you guys. Well, thank you for the quick word, Mitch. First down play to Jordan Davis. They'll roll him down to the five-yard line, so a gain of three. Cuts down, backed up way deep in their own territory now, but that was a fantastic defensive stop. Brandon Heil and Irv Valls were both there to bring down Logan Simmons and keep him short of the line again. So second and seven for KU from their own five-yard line. Blaine takes a snap, handoff outside. Davis shoots the hole out across the 10. And it'll be knocked down at the 15-yard line. Good for the first. There by Quinn Gaskill, and that is going to be good for a Golden Bear first down. 
Nice job by Jordan Davis to hit that hole. We saw the hole on the near side, and he just followed blockers. And I, and that also goes to the credit of Adam Gla Adam Glasgow, Albert Glasgow, excuse me. You know, he he, he found a big block over here off the off the near side, and that's just the re that's one of the main reasons that Jordan Davis and his powerful running got that first down. Absolutely, you got to credit the left side of that offensive line too, with Zimmerowski and Chernecki there putting some big blocks on the outside to get Davis that hole. First and 10 for the 15, going right back to Jordan Davis to the outside. And they'll give him about two down to the 17. Sets up second and eight. So Dan Daly with the tackle for Bloomsburg. And I, and I think this is the part now where Kutztown needs to start airing it out here. Right? I mean, you have a gold opportunity here. You're up by 24 with about 13.30 left to play. If that's accurate or not, we don't know, but that's what we have in front of us at this moment in time. But what does Kutztown at this point, you have you have a drive to lose, I mean, up four scores now. So I, I think now might be a time to air it out. Yeah, or you could just resort, resort to trying to run as much clock out as you can. Daryl Davis McNeil's gonna take this handoff. Get out across the 20 to the 21 for a gain of four. So that'll set up third down and four. Daly there to get to make it another tackle for Bloomsburg. But yeah, I mean, I don't think you necessarily hear it. You're up by 24 points. You got a comfortable lead in the fourth quarter. Just impose your will on the ground game like you did early on in quarter number three. Just take off as much time as you can. And you could coast to a victory. I mean... Yeah, definitely. You have, you have all the right to coast to a victory here. You're up by four scores. I mean, that's going to yeah. be a lot for Bloomsburg to overcome here in just one quarter, and time is continuing to dwindle here. All right, I mean, all the motion, they're going to hand off Daryl Davis McNeil across the 25. Down to the 28, and that's a, good enough for another KU first down. Excuse me. Another Golden Bear down. Oh, man. That looks like Daryl Davis McNeil got upended on that last play as he got brought down. And another injury here to a notable Golden Bear. 10 minutes and 33 seconds remain. So there's 10.33 to go in the fourth quarter as there's an injury timeout now. Jack, this is this is rough to watch now, because this is about three Golden Bears that have went out of today's game. Uh, on the defensive side, Amani Justice. On the offensive line of side, thanks Adam Case. And Jake Novak also left the and game. Jake and Jake Novak, and he's yeah. not been seen since. So Daryl Davis McNeil getting up, walking off the field. That's a great sign. Oh, he's and running he's off. He's going to start jogging off the field. So that is great to see. Maybe, maybe stretch it out a little bit and, and get back in there. But still, nonetheless, a great run by Daryl Davis McNeil. Um, he, you know, he, he's been the workhorse of today's game. And I think realistically here, you know, he's one of those players that he's, he's, he's definitely very, you know, he's been a big part of this offense. And I think it goes to the testament of Jordan Davis as well. You know, the running game in this second half has been very dominant. He's got 113 yards and a touchdown of the day. That's just shy of six yards of carry. So a fantastic afternoon for the senior running back. They're going to give it now to Jordan Davis. Out across the 30 to the 31-yard line. 
Now we have a now a Huskies player is down. Husky. Oh wow, this is not this is not a good day for uh, football, Jack. This is this is now our. I'm just trying to count it up here now, Jack. So a fifth injury of the day. Fifth. So we have Jake Novak, Adam Case. Um, Daryl Davis McNeil, we're going to count to in that. Imani Justice. And now it looks like number 22. That's Ryan D'Ambra, the Archbishop Wood product linebacker. Um, you know, this is, this is not a good game for, for staying healthy here, Jack. And it's going to be important to see how these players can rebound here coming, you know, at the end of this game and next week. We'll have to look forward to that. Absolutely. So we've now seen back-to-back -back plays with injuries for both sides and wish the best for both Daryl Davis-McNeil and Ryan D'Ambra. But a second and seven for KU after a three-yard run by Jordan Davis. D'Ambra and Burkhardt were there to make the tackle, so... After that, and... Pressed up by number 32, Thomas. Jaqual Tomage on the tackle there. Number 45, Adam Burkhardt came away with the football, but Davis was clearly down. So a two-yard run for Davis sets up about third and five. Okay, you're trying to keep this drive alive and turn off more clock with another third down conversion. Yeah, good sounds done, you know, to this day. Not the best, but it's been pretty reasonable for third down conversions, you know. With the running game, they've done very well. That Daryl Davis McGill third down conversion last draw, last play, you know. Absolutely. Five for ten. They're going to go back to the ground. And Steven Burkhardt going to get involved in the rushing attack now. That's and that's good first. for a first down. So they make it six for 11. That's over 50% on third down conversions. And they're just going to run out the clock here, I think, Jack. This is a good plan of attack. Absolutely. It was a five-yard gain, so just enough for another Golden Bear first down. As we are under 10 minutes to go in this game. It's Like we mentioned, it's been all KU if you're just tuning in. 24 to nothing. The Golden Bears dominating the Huskies. So Bloomsburg's really had no response in the second half of this KU rushing attack. Bloomsburg's offense is... Not got a lot materialized. Their last drive was their first trip to the red zone all game. Burkhardt on the carry. Going right back to Burkhardt out across the 40 to the 41. Gain a three on first down. Talmadge at the Tom. tackle for Bloomsburg. Gain to the 41. And this is just KU saying, we know we can bully you up front with the offensive line and the rushing attack grounded pound just going at yeah, this, this is Huskies defensive front. This is just a testament of strength here for the Golden Bears. They're showing really what they can do. Uh, this is, they, I mean, I think out of the second half, there's only been one passing play. Um, and really, we have to thank Jordan Davis and Daryl Davis McNeil and Steven Burkhart, too, too, for their hard work today. Absolutely. So another carry. That goes Burkhardt's way down to the 46-yard line. Brought down by Martin and your Thomas. So a gain of five. And that'll make it a third down and two. Seven minutes and 25 seconds. So 725 to go in quarter number four. And Kutztown has done a very nice job of running down this clock. You know, they started the drive at about 13 minutes. They drove off 
So this drive, if you remember, started their own two. I mean, this has been a 10-play, 43-yard drive. They're not even across midfield yet. No. <laughs> Just keep running out some clock here. I'll, uh, you know, I, I think this plan is working for them. So a short third down and two. Brandon Smith will motion in towards the line. They're going to go back on the ground. Burkhart plunging his way towards Golden midfield. Golden That's Bears. a gain of four and another Golden Bear first down. And now for the Golden Bear Huskies, Ron, Ron Wong is hobbling off the field. The Archbishop Ryan product coming out of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And, you know, this is, this is number six. This is... I, I mean, this is this is almost heartbreaking, Jack. That six players have are gonna leave this game semi-injured, if not if not out for next game. You know, this is sad. Absolutely not good to see. But I mean, a big point we talked about in the pregame: Bloomsburg twelfth in the conference, third down uh, defense. Burkhart taking it to the outside. They'll get down to the Bloomsburg forty-seven yard line. But KU seven of twelve on third downs today. That is. Now, over 50% conversion rate, that is fantastic numbers. And a big point was Kutztown's defense being able to get off the field on third down. Bloomsburg just two for 10 on third down, so that's been a huge difference in this game today. It's been a 12-play, 50-yard drive. And it's been practically all rushing plays. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I think we saw one uh, passing play this entire second half and you, you know make it the life of Donnie Blaine easier second and seven from the Bloomsburg 47 yard line Burkhardt's got room to run that's enough for the first now they're going to say it's just third and short they're going to mark him down at about the 40th yeah that's enough for the first because they're moving the chains now it looks they like. are moving the chains yes yeah. it is a first down. all right all right saw the awesome saw the number three on that down marker over there but they do switch it as a seven yard run for burkhardt that moves the chains and another ku first down uh, well, this is a i mean it's been a, an impressive drive so methodical and they just bully ball for ku Run after run after run, and the five big boys up front. Five minutes, ten seconds left to play, Jack. Two so this has been a five-minute drive wow. almost. They got the ball with about ten minutes and change to play. So really have done a nice job of bleeding the clock here and moving the ball down the field all on the ground. Started the drive with Gerald Davis McNeil, then Jordan Davis, now Steven Burkhart. Out across the 40. Going to maneuver his way and squeaking through a tight hole down to the 35. So a gain of five on first down. And again, Bloomsburg has had no response for this KU rushing attack. Well, this is a good sign here. Daryl Davis McNeil back in the game. Burkhart out. So McNeil obviously is good enough to keep playing. So that that's a that's a positive sign. That's at least one positive coming out of this game today, Jack. Absolutely. Seeing him back on the field looking good to go. Would not be a surprise if they give it Right back to him here. You got near five minutes of counting here in quarter number four. 24-0 KU comfortably ahead. Giving it right back to the main man, Daryl Davis McNeil. Tripped up at the 31-yard line. By Nadir McLeod. Four minutes remaining in the game. Four minutes. So four minutes to go. 
So it'll be a four-yard gain, a third and one. So would Bloomsburg, do you think, call a timeout here or just at this point just give yeah, up? At this point, it's, I think it's a little too little, too late. Under four minutes to play. You're down by 24. Would take nothing short of a miracle for Bloomsburg to come back and steal this game. It's got to be four down territory for KU, though, if you don't get this. Third and one for the Husky 31 yard line. They're going to give it right back to Daryl Davis McNeil. Don't even have to worry about fourth down because that's a gain of five down to the 26 yard line. And that will move the chains yet again. Number 45, Adam Burkhardt. And Stephen Burkhardt's back in the game, McNeil out. So And wouldn't really expect to see much more McNeil today. Under four minutes left. This he game's is, in your hands. I mean, Just let Burkhardt get some carries. You know, and, and honest, he's effective. honestly, though, looking at this, you know, Darrell Davis McNeil had a, gay, a day to be proud of. 122 yards for a touchdown to this point. We may see a little bit more of him, but I would hope to God we won. Burkhardt. Inside the 25, inside the 20. So down to the 18-yard line goes Burkhart. Nice play by Steven Burkhart. Eight of eight yards, that'll make it a second and two. And remember, he's only a freshman. So it's been a 17-play drive. We're going to get a quick word from Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. Uh, things seem to be in cruise control here. Uh, back on a third down play on our on our own side of the field, uh, KU coaches were gathered, and uh, it was very simple. Run that clock. That's what the meeting uh, was about, and that's what they've continued to do. All runs here. Like you said, it was 10 or 12 plays, 50 yards. That's averaging just over four yards a carry. What do you need to keep the chains moving and always get third down? Four yards a carry. They are taking the maximum time off the clock uh, while keeping the ball moving downfield. It's really an incredible driver seeing. I expect to hear a start the buses chant sometime soon from the stands. Back up to you guys. Well, thank you, Mitch. Jordan Davis takes that last handoff. Steven Burkhart looked a little shook up on that last play as also two Austin Moyer out replacing of Tyreek Husser. So, but now Husser out and in is Hasty. So it's loss of three for Davis as the substitution changes occur. Third and five now with under two minutes to play in this one. As KU gets set to run their 19th play of the drive. All have been on the ground. And that's this has been an incredible statement drive to really bleed almost the entirety of this fourth quarter out. They took possession with about 10 minutes to play and... We now sit with under two minutes. So third and five, handoff. Davis gets back inside the 20. There's a penalty marker down behind the play. I had to guess a holding on. Holding on the Golden Bears, if anything. That's normally what it is. Absolutely. Nixier McLeod was there to bring down Davis on that third down carry. We wait for the officials to make the call here. They're even having some technical difficulties today. You know, football is a game that I love, but I just hate technical difficulties. You know, technical difficulties are a pain. Holding number 41 in the offense. So that's going to be a holding on Nick. That's Noble Logan. House. Oh, Noble House, number 31. 31, yes. Sorry. Noble House, the redshirt freshman out of 
arguably Jack, the most, the best high school in all of the state of Pennsylvania, St. Joe's Prep. St. Joe's Prep, a national powerhouse. Man, it's produced the likes of Marvin Harrison Jr., who's on Ohio State, Kyle McCord. Also a backup quarterback with the Buckeyes, so some fantastic talent yeah. has come out of that prestigious program alongside Jeremiah Trotter Jr., the Eagles linebacker's kid down at Clemson. So some fantastic Division I talent playing at some premier Division I programs coming out of that high school based out of Philadelphia. So it'll be a long third and 15. That did go on Nick Love and got number 41. Not Noble House, but Blaine, first pass attempted the drive, going to fire it, and that's Hasty inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. It'll be short of the line to gain here. And at this point, why wouldn't you go for it? I mean, what, what do you got to lose? Yeah, I mean, what just, harm do you have to lose? Just realistically thinking here, you run out, run out the clock. And yeah. the ability to just take more time off, like you said, Josh, yes. So, so back, gain of seven sets up fourth down and eight. Back in is Moyer. And also, too, is Huster, who's back in the game. Yeah, they're going to go for it, Jack. Under one minute, the clock is running. So the clock is running under a minute to play in this one. Yeah, why wouldn't you go for it? I mean, you Just got a minute. There's... Let the time run off, and you either run or play, or like to take a timeout before you do run it. And there was a whistle prior to the play. So a delay game on Kutztown. Five-yard penalty makes it fourth and 13. So fourth and 13 from the 29-yard line of Bloomsburg. 39 seconds to play. And I think that was a smart move. Just run out the clock. Even if you get a delay game, I mean, what's that, what's that going to hurt? Yeah, what's I the mean? five yards at this point? Yeah. This game is all but yeah. over. A 39 seconds and a 24-point lead. Blaine will take the snap, drop back to throw. He's taking a shot to the end zone, looking for Smith. His double cover, that's incomplete. And that'll be a turnover on downs. Number 21, Nadir McLeod, defending. Bloomsburg will take over on downs, first and ten. Fans, we would like to thank the KU Campus Store. So the last possession coming for Bloomsburg, that drive really did what Kutztown wanted to achieve. Uh, they got the ball and they took off pretty much everything that was left on the clock. Yeah, they took off everything that was left. Um, they gave, they gave maybe it felt like a 35 seconds to Bloomsburg to maybe play for some F, maybe play some for some heart here. But that's about it. I mean, you know, you're 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 32 seconds. So you took off seven seconds on top of that. I mean. No, that was a 20-play drive that nearly took off 10 minutes of clock. I mean, very impressive. Wow. 32 seconds left for this Huskies office to work. Laportevin takes a snap. They're gonna. He's going to keep it. Take the handoff to Ayers, and it was a quarterback keeper, Earl Valls, there to bring him down. Well, you just heard that groan from all of our lovely fans uh, when they announced that Bloomsburg has decided to take a timeout. Their I, second charge to the half here. And I, I, I'm not really sure why. Really um, just delaying the inevitable, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, 
the only way you can win this is you somehow have to score. You have to score 24 four, points in sub 30 seconds. You have to, yeah. It's an nearly I, impossible And feat. it's not even 30 seconds at this point. It's probably like I think 20, 20, 28, 24, 20, 29. Less than 30, some yeah, yeah, in the somewhere, 20s. Somewhere around there. I mean, I, so, I don't know. <laughs> now they you say know, never, uh, say never, but I think suddenly you, there's no time for yeah, Bloomsbury. Yeah. So barring a big play here, Kutztown is in line to pitch a shutout here at Andre Reed Stadium. Avoidman drops back, rolls out to the right, and he will just take off and take a big hit. It was Vols and Jalen Hill there wow. to bring down the Poitavin. And if you're a quarterback, why are you running yourself into that big of a hit? Yeah, I, I mean the game's practically over at this point. You're just adding more physical damage for yourself. And Bloomsburg calls another timeout. So Bloomsburg does call their last timeout. Well, so just, I mean, if you're LaPointe, if you're gonna stay in bounds, just slide down. I mean, I don't understand taking an unnecessary hit there with just 12 seconds remaining. And presumably this upcoming third down will be the last play for Bloomsburg, unless it is an incompletion and they do have to run one more play, but if tackled in bounds, they cannot stop the clock anymore. Yeah, this this game is is uh, Jack. Even the the band's packing up now. They're 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 done for the day. They're getting ready they're to go. They're they're clocking out. So I, I I don't know. I don't think there's much time to do anything. I mean, when the band's starting to pack up, I think I think that's when you know the game is a little well done here. Absolutely. Uh, Twelve seconds remaining. Third down and nine. The Boydevin takes the snap. Feeling some heat. Now trying to roll it to the left and he's dropped. He's sacked by Tom Grease. Tom Greasy on the sack. And well, that is the end that is going to do it. That is going to do it. Golden Bears take down Bloomsburg by a score of 24 to nothing. A fantastic effort by KU this afternoon. With the win, they improved to four and two on the year, two and one in PSAC play. As for the Huskies, they dropped to two and four, one and two in PSAC play. And really, Josh, a complete four quarters for KU. That's what you asked for at the top in the pregame, and that's what they delivered here today. A fantastic effort. Ground game looked phenomenal with Daryl Davis, McNeil, Jordan Davis, and Stephen Burkhart. But we're now going to send it down to Mitchell Smith for one final time today. Mitch, what do you got for us? Jack, what a win. What a win. A complete effort, as you talked about. Couldn't do it much better on defense at all. Zero points. Can't score less than that. Uh, and we wanted offense, and we got offense. 24 points of it uh, interspersed. And, and they basically did all their damage in the second half, in the third quarter. Didn't even need the fourth quarter. That, that drive down the field was one of the most impressive things I've seen out of this team. What a win. Uh, great to call it with you guys. The... Kutztown felt in control the entire way. The sideline was never in doubt down here. Everybody knew this was coming, and it's uh, great to, to see it finally over after Bloomsburg called their timeouts for no reason. But 24 nothing. what a game. Uh, great to be here with you too, Jack and Josh. And, uh, yeah, I'll send it back to you guys one final time. Play us out. Well, thank you, Mitch. Pleasure as always, that. Mitch. Uh, yeah, but fantastic doing these broadcasts with you as always. Like I'm assuming you were about to say, Josh. But now we're gonna take some look, take a look at some post-game stats here. We mentioned the final score of 24-0. Kutztown is victorious. 
KU had 21 first downs in the day to Bloomsburg 11. Rushing yards was the big dominant factor. KU, 49 carries, 251 yards on the ground. Really, Daryl Davis McNeil and Jordan Davis did a lot of the heavy lifting. Daryl Davis McNeil finishes with 122 yards and a touchdown on the ground as long as carry 32 yards. That's 5.8 a carry. As for Jordan Davis, he had 17 carries for 97 yards, 5.7 a carry, and his long was of 22 yards. We also saw Steven Burkhardt get involved at the end. He went 8 for 40, and that's another rusher with 5 or more yards per carry. So this ground game really took control today for KU. We mentioned that would be the aspect of this offense that I think would reign supreme. This is a team that is a run-first offense, and after they establish the run, they like to get Blaine involved and get him into a rhythm. And really, Donnie Blaine did not have to do much of anything at all in the second pat in the second half. Just a couple of passes there at the end uh, to lock things down. Uh, but he finishes with 146 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Josh, what do you got to make of this one for KU? Yeah, what I think is most impressive: 397 offensive yards on the day. That is quite impressive. And coming into today, Clutchtown's defense gave, gives up about 21 points a game. Guess how many they gave up today, ladies and gentlemen? Zero. Absolutely nothing. And, you know, that's definitely going to help that statistic. That's, that statistic is going to go down. But, you know, they score about 27 points a game. And, and they're just a little bit under it. But other than that, they're, they're right on track. You know, they, they, they did their fair share of overall statistics. But one thing I also thought was impressive, Bloomsburg gives up about 21 points a game. But, you know... We were a field goal over that. So I, I think that really speaks to the testament of the Golden Bears. But overall, Jack, I think this was a very good win. You know, 251 rushing yards. That's very impressive. But it's now, you know, I, 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 we should enjoy this win. But it's all about how you go after next week. You know, Shepherdsburg's another tough competitor. You know, they, they, they're, they're going to come ready to play. And... Speaking, looking at the t statistics here, you know, we're going to stay probably right around the same spot as we did win at Westchester. We could try to find an updated score on them. But, but you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, I, I think Kutztown really had a great game on all sides of the ball. And overall just a great team win but jack uh one more thing i want to do before we step aside for the night every every broadcast we use, we choose our KUR player of the game but jack i'm having a hard time deciding just one um but if i had to choose one i would definitely think daryl davis mcneil daryl davis mcneil 100 agree with you uh, uh, an, out, an outstanding night you know he was he was a force to be reckoned with you know he was the reason why i i think you know we won this game 122 yards a touchdown he he was the workhorse in that second half and on top of that too i think jordan davis and steven burkhardt did do a lot of work but it really fell on daryl davis mcneil and i think he's more most deservingly still of our kur player of the game yeah absolutely you know all credit to the offensive line as well they're not going to get talked about for the work that they did but the, the ability the trenches yeah. yeah to the ability to just you know, blow that Bloomsburg defensive line off the ball each and every time and allow these running backs to get some big holes to run. All the credit in the world to these offensive linemen up front for making these holes possible. And also to the wide receivers blocking on the perimeter. You got Jerome Cap, uh, Curtis Ravenel, a lot of great blocks on the outside for these wide receivers to allow these running backs to scamper down the sideline. Fantastic stuff 
from this KU offense today, and especially the ground game. So, you know, we mentioned Daryl Davis McNeil as the leading rusher, but really this whole running back room had a fantastic afternoon for the Golden Bears. Josh, just some quick out-of-town score updates before we exit today. IUP with a late lead, 22-21 over Cal U, 119 to go in that one. Millersville with a 20-14 lead over East Stroudsburg. Shepard beating the brakes off Lockhaven, 69-7. Wow, that is an that is a big-time score there. I mean, wow, that is... That, that's a blowout, but Shepard is I, so I, dominant. I, I, I guess Tyson Bajan's out of that one. I mean, you know, only putting up two, two touchdowns, two, no, 20 points in the second half. I, I think Tyson Bajan's day is done. He's probably probably chilling in the stands at this point, chilling on the bench, having a having a hot dog or something. But, you know, that speaks to the testament, you know, of, of Shepard. They're just a dominant team, and that just, that just brings something, you know, to Kutztown. And, you know, I thinking in the postseason, Oh, we're, we're winning all these games, but we lost that Keith Shepard game. It just seems like we're going back to that every week. So, I think we just need to keep on the winning side, though. I mean, we have a big game against uh, next week against Shepard, uh, Shippensburg, excuse me. You know, Shippensburg at this moment in time is 2-3, 1-1 one one in, the, in the PSAC East. You know, they beat Seton Hill, they lost to IUP. They did beat Bloomsburg 31-17, so they're on the same wavelength as us. But at this point, you know, how, did, how does Kutztown prepare for Shippensburg now? Again, I mean, look, you got to continue to be able to bring this elite rushing attack uh, in the games forward, and that's just really the identity of this offense for KU. Uh, and that one's going to be a big game at Shippensburg next Saturday, October 15th, a long two-and-a-half-hour trek out there. Uh, it's a long drive. Uh, but, you know, it's another East opponent. you got to be able to just put your head down and go to work. But for right now, uh, these players are just focused on celebrating this win here today. A solid one. They're now 4-2 in the year. Just a couple of more big stats to look at in this one. Third down efficiency. We mentioned in the pregame, KU third in the conference in the day and third down conversion percentage. They go 8-14 on third down today. Fantastic job. But on the defensive side, they were able to get off the field a lot of times on third down as well. They forced Bloomsburg to only go 2-4-11 on third downs. Also, they won the turnover battle. Uh, Kutztown did not turn the ball over today. No fumbles, no interceptions for Bloomsburg, though. Two fumbles and an interception, so three turnovers in total. And a great job by this KU defense to really shut down this Huskies offense, holding them to a total of 139 yards and a pitch in a shutout. I mean, a fantastic game all around. Great job by this KU team. Uh, but they're going to look to move on and continue this positive momentum as they now have won two in a row against East Stroudsburg and now Bloomsburg before taking on Shippensburg next and week. And one more thing before I mention, before we go away, KUR will carry live coverage of next week's game live from Shippensburg University. We mentioned in the halftime show kickoff, scheduled for 1 o'clock, pregame show scheduled for 12.30, 12.40 start time. But, yeah, Jack, I mean, a lot to look forward to next week, and, uh, you know, let's just get ready for that one. What do you say? Well, absolutely. That'll do it for our coverage of KU Golden Bear football here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR. From Mitchell Smedley, Josh Toot, Jack Heim, and our board op back in the studio, Brandon Cardigan. You want to say thank you all for spending your Saturday afternoon tuning in to coverage of KU Golden Bear football and wishing you all a great rest of your weekend.